are listening to the Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. And remember, you can always go to swordchomp.com where you can access the many places our podcast is available for download. But if you're listening to the show right now, that means you found us. So welcome to the madness that is the Chompcast. Grab a friend and crank up the show because it's time to Borderlands and chill. That's right. We are talking about our favorite co-op video game experiences and memories as a topic of the show. Games that handle co-op in a unique way, uh, much like the upcoming game A Way Out that just released today actually has been getting a lot of buzz since E3 and me and Josh have already spent a few hours with the game. So we're going to talk about that. We have tons of great responses from the Instagram community at Swordchomp on Instagram. They help us weigh in on the topic of the show. We'd love to get our uh, listeners involved. Um, we have a bunch of fun poll topics, including the uh, Twitch Sensation Sea of Thieves, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, Shining Force, which I might have to... We have a caveat there because uh, a special host is running late today. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And then, of course, my continued obsession with Donkey Kong Country as I play Donkey Kong Country 3 and Donkey Kong Country 2. Um my personal quest with that series. Now, we have a really great listener email that's going to be a lot of fun as well. Maybe a little more um, into the breach if we have time. We will see. Same with the bio break. We have a couple fun science articles, um, but I don't want to spoil those in case our professor, uh, Shay, doesn't show up. But again, we will talk about that and give him some shit in a little bit here. Um, it's going to be an awesome show today. It's going to be a great chomp cast. Even if we're a man down, hopefully he does show up. Um, but my co-op brothers in arms that are here as of now, up first, the one and only from Texas, the Filipino Johnny Depp. Um, Fish, you have been my lifelong brother here. I've known you since middle school, and we have played mm-hmm. almost everything together, from Halo yeah. to Gears to mm-hmm. Diablo. Um, but you know what, man? We have never fulfilled our dream of the ultimate co-op adventure, the Menage a Trois. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, uh, is that the ultimate co-op? I mean, it, 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 I, I thought that was marriage. Well, come on. <laughs> That's not a co-op adventure. I mean, I guess it would be your co-op with your wife. Yeah. I'm talking about yeah. our co-op adventure, me and oh. you, bro and bro. Okay. What did that just be sex between me and you? Um... Well, in that case, we fulfilled that one. <laughs> Wait, we did? <laughs> oh shit! Damn it! <laughs> you were, you were, you know, no, that's that's a bad joke. I almost took that joke to a really dark place that I didn't want to take it. Um, ah, I got you. That was I our dream, though. Remember, fish? We could have, when we were young and partying in our apartment days, we could have, you know, best friends. We could have shared that first experience together, and it never happened. Never um, did. Keyword could have, could have happened, could have. but we'll always have that hole in our heart. So we, we could have given that girl the worst sex of her life times two. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you have a nano penis and a micro penis in the same room, I mean, not much could go on in that room. That's simple math nano plus micro equals ultimate disappointment. Um, <laughs> the math is there, the math is there. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I was actually, when I was writing these intros for you guys, I was actually joking, Fish, because I was thinking, um, I started thinking about three ways for some reason, and I was, it was really late, and I was like, what if we start, what if there was cloning, right? And what if we started cloning, each, what if you cloned 
like it was legal, right? And your and your wife was like, "Fish, I want you to clone another fish because I want to have double the fish in my life, right?" Um, how would you yeah. feel about an, you and another clone of yourself working together to uh, satisfy your wife? Would you would you be jealous of your own that'd, self? <laughs> no, that'd be very fucking strange to me, wouldn't it? I'd be looking at it'd be kind of like looking at a mirror and seeing yourself having sex in a mirror, but. I mean, they would have their own actions and everything. You wouldn't invite your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I don't know, Josh. He's like, man, I got a lot of fish here. I would. (laughs) When you got two fish, what else do you need, really? Um, I I imagine it like this, Josh. Fish is just so polite. He's like, oh, no, you go first. And the other fish is like, no, no, you can go. No, no, no. I insist. You penetrate first. <laughs> the money shot's all yours, friend. Please. So. <laughs> what kind of voice is that? <laughs> <laughs> They're just so polite. They can't get anything done. Um, so, I don't know. That's Perfect. my... Yeah. I think it it works and then she's like god damn it will somebody fuck me <laughs> all right <laughs> uh words to live by anyways thanks for being here fish up next uh joshua fowler the one and only um joshua fowler is here and you know josh here here's my thing okay um i'm thinking this if we have clones right and you have a josh clone you get to fill in the blank okay it's a fill in the blank question um, Josh, while the clone of you is satisfying your wife, you are A, playing Overwatch, B, experimenting in the kitchen with a new recipe, or C, criticizing your clone's sexual performance. Probably C. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, if it's a clone of you, Josh, then wouldn't it essentially have all your sexual prowess? In the bedroom? It's, it's just to make him better. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. They make each other it's, better. Yeah, you criticize him. improvement. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's like, it's like watching them. Like, you know, some people, like, this is kind of a weird metaphor, but in golf, some people record their swings because they want to watch it back and, like, make sure they have, like, they're doing it correctly. So it's sort of like that, except without the trouble of recording yourself. It's like mm-hmm. on the spot, you know, mm-hmm. training. Yeah. I'd imagine that's a lot better than watching a video, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's live oh. and in person. You can just, you're like a mentor. You can just get right in there, you know what I mean? Use your hands and just kind of, you know, move your back a little. Like, oh, you know, you just get right in there. So, mm-hmm. um, I do like the idea of that. So I had if another you're going to be just lazy, too, that... just get on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not going to just... arch your back, just fucking slump over like a dog you are. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you're giving the you're giving the Josh's a bad name here. Um <laughs> you're, you're tainting the Fowler name. You know, I was I was trying to think of like just the comical idea of like Fish being too nice to his clone, Josh criticizing his clone. I don't really know what I'd do with my clone, by the way. I'm Morgan Barnes here from Montana. I don't really know what I would do. I didn't have time to think about it, but it's an interesting concept that I was rolling around in my brain. I will tell you this. I was watching on the movie Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal. It's a really fucked up movie. If you have a chance to find it, you should. It's really dark, though, not for everyone. And basically, the movie's about the fact that he has a real-life doppelganger, someone who looks basically exactly like him. It's not a twin or anything like that. It's just somebody that looks basically exactly like him with the exception of very small birthmarks and stuff, right? So once he finds out 
about his doppelganger, it turns into this really dark world. Like he goes to his doppelganger's house and his doppelganger is married to this beautiful woman. And he's like, he's like almost getting jealous. He's like, oh man, how come this other version of me has this great life? He's like an actor. He's like a, a, a low end actor. He has a beautiful wife with a kid on the way and he's unsatisfied in his own life. And it turns into this really dark thriller. So my whole thing is I was going to ask Shay about cloning. Our good friend Shay, Professor Layton is not here yet. We're hoping he shows up at some point for the podcast, uh, in which case we'll, we'll let him crash the show. Um, but I was going to ask him about his thoughts on cloning, and now I can't, sadly. But I personally can tell you that that's, <laughs> it's a scary thought after watching that movie. Um, having another one of you out there in the world is just, has so many terrifying implications that people don't think of. So, The worst co-op partner, possibly yourself, or the best, depending on how you look at it. So. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or the politis. The politis, yes. Fish, if you and your partner could just, if you and yourself could work together, you could be the ultimate pleaser. So, mm-hmm. keep that in mind. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, I don't know how I went down that road, but I think that's a nice segue for us uh, here. Um, hopefully, like we said, Shay will show up, our biologist, and crash the show. But until then, we got shit to talk about. A lot of fun stuff to get to here. You know, co-op... Um, the subject of co-op games is really interesting uh, because a lot of us grew up with more couch co-op experiences because, you know, just with the evolution of video games, now most people play co-op with their friends online. Even if you live in the same town, sometimes it's easier just to come home and jump online as opposed to going to your friend's house or whatever after a long day at work. But when we grew up, most of the time you were actually at your friend's house playing on their couch. There's that intimacy there. And of course, as technology changes, so does that, that element. But we got thinking about this because the game... The, uh, the Way Out came out, and it's very unique in how that game is structured around co-op play, and we said, fuck, this would be a fun thing to talk about. So let's just kick it off. That was my starting point, was just how much co-op has changed for me. Um, thinking about sitting on the couch with my friends now and how I don't really get that experience anymore. Sometimes me and my daughter will play a game, and she's like pretty much, weirdly enough, my only couch co-op partner now since my, my, my five-year-old, but I, we all live in different States and we've grown up, you know, life kind of tears us apart. And now all of our co-op experiences are online and they're, they're still fun, but they're like less personal and like less intimate. And that's just interesting. And I'm kind of jealous of people that still get that couch co-op intimacy, but, um, that's sort of my starting point here. They got me thinking about this. What about you, Josh? When we started talking about this uh, topic? Yeah. Yeah. It it has been difficult in recent years to really just sit down with somebody and play a game um Mm -hmm. like you i i play a lot of games with my daughter who loves games so we get a decent amount in that way and uh i've mentioned this briefly before but the wii u was a very good game or a very good game console on that front as far as having unique and just pretty cool couch co-op experiences because the oddness of that you know wii u pad um mm. so like one person's using the tablet one person's using like mm-hmm. a regular controller and vice yeah person. the regular controller yeah. on the screen and stuff and led to some really fun ways to play games um yeah but but even those like you said it's i don't don't really have a lot of time for them just because some of those are too involved for my kid so far, so I haven't really had a chance to go play them with her, so I play them with my wife whenever she has the time, and 
us both mm-hmm. having the time just is not a not a thing that happens that often. So um, yeah, yeah. Well, and what? So what were some of your? Because um, we're kind of in a similar boat there, but like, what were some of the most memorable, like, or unique co-op experiences that you remember? I guess if you had to narrow it down, um, from your childhood or growing up or what have you. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's tough. I think obviously one of the first ones to come to mind is the original Halo because the two of us played that just a ton whenever that game came out playing through on legendary and Mm -hmm. yeah, that was, we did. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was good times blasting that fucking cauliflower to hell. (laughs) It was brutal as hell too, because no, you know, Legendary on its own was just impossible, but mm-hmm. um, it felt. It reminded me of like when you and your friends were outside and you were just like taking turns pretending to take down the enemy and counting your bullets and stuff. Like Legendary Halo kind of gave you that feeling for the in a way I hadn't really experienced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then that at the time. Legendary on Halo is not particularly enjoyable unless you're playing co-op. Like as much as the yeah, hardcore gamers love talking about legendary halo it's the co-op that actually makes that playable um mm-hmm. just because if one person dies just the it's added stress of knowing yeah. that you have to stay alive for the next however many seconds to be able to get them a respawn um just makes it a whole lot better it just it makes the whole gameplay loop feel really good um yeah josh me and fish had this crazy night where we because me and Josh played a lot of that when we lived in Mississippi together. And then when Fish moved up to Montana for the first time when we were younger, why Halo 2 was one of the first games we played. Man, we had this one night where it was like the craziest Halo 2. Like, Halo 2 Legendary, for some reason, seemed a lot harder than any of the other ones. I think they kind of softened it over time as Halo got hmm. more popular and more popular. But me and Fish were like literally running back to hallways to pick up guns that we left behind every single bullet. We, and we failed. We spent like three hours trying to beat the first mission and we either were really bad or Halo two was much harder than I remember. And I don't, I don't know how to answer well, that because it was a long time ago. Well, actually the autosave also kind of fucked us over. Like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Halo has that, that weird game. autosave. Yeah. yeah. The autosave where it just randomly saves you at certain points. Like mm-hmm. when it does that, yeah, it, It'll fuck you over on ammo, or if you, yep. if you if we fuck up somehow on not killing an elite and That's have to take was, out yeah. its shield, then it auto saves after that point of like losing a lot of our ammo. Like, yeah, that the ammo's gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's gone. Yeah, yeah. the auto save in that in on legendary makes that game even insanely, insanely yeah. difficult. It was too much. It was too much. But the, the, I still remember us like playing the game. You know, I had played Halo for like three years up until that point and i had never played halo like that so that memory was really cool even though we failed um anyways i didn't mean to mm-hmm. interrupt you but because we're talking about halo that's what you got me no 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 that was halo in general was just i feel so much stronger as a co-op game which is funny because of all the you know master chief fanboys you know big strong silent solo character and the game is better mm-hmm. when you play with two two master chiefs like it's just it just it's just better oh, yeah. yeah so yep um yeah two clone well, he cloned himself josh mm-hmm. that's what happened yeah mm-hmm. two master chiefs and they're both critiquing their sex of mm-hmm. their um ai sex with cortana <laughs> you know <laughs> you know yeah cortana was his was kind of like your co-op partner in the way though you know she was like your 
your spirit, but um, yeah, that's good. Well, what Halo did for co-op, I think was really cool at the time, how it brought that to the mainstream and how easy it was, and then, and like, effortlessly you could just fly into a co-op. Like, and the way they like threw vehicles in there to make it, like the Warthog, it was just yeah. like, the first time we ran out there, we're like, dude, you can just jump on the back and grab the gun. And someone jumped in this cockpit and there was a third seat for someone to just like hang out with you or shoot out the window. And I remember thinking as a kid, like, what the fuck? This is amazing. Why is that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because nothing else. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think if any other game did that before Halo, where they, they provided a vehicle for you. and In multiplayer? I can't think of one. In multiplayer, for me, yeah. I'm not saying they didn't exist. I'm just saying I can't think of one. I can't so. either. Yeah, that was, that yeah. Was, that's literally like my first time like co-op jumping into a vehicle together and like working together like mm-hmm. one steering and one shooting down like that feeling in that game just felt fucking new and magical at that time for me it did it did um i want to slip these comments in while we're talking about halo because i think this is the perfect time to slip a couple of our listener comments which by the way we do a question of the week every thursday at instagram um sorry at sword chomp on instagram uh silver booster studio says messing around in the gulch in halo one with the friends trying to do the warthog tricks off the rocks and the buildings see that's something that i forgot about like you get your friends together and you just fuck around in halo you know blowing up the warthog in weird ways all kind of shit like that mm-hmm. um let's see there's a comment here from the cosmic pop tart the entirety of the halo franchise my brother and i are like six years apart and we don't connect on a whole lot but when a Halo game comes out, we will always end up sitting across. We will always end up sitting cross-legged in front of the TV and play through it. It was super disappointing to see Halo Five not have split screen. Yeah, what the fuck? Oh my god, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Still upset about that. And I don't even play Scritzy anymore. I'm still disgusted by that. Um. So yeah, so uh, that's that's a good point. Like it brought people together. Like Halo was so big, it brought people together that didn't normally play a lot of games too. So. Uh, uh, God Game Guy said, uh, s- same here. He's responding to that comment. Um, my partner in crime in Halo was always my dad. We ended up starting with Halo 1 again in the Master Chief collection after finding no split screen. So they went back to the Master Chief collection because mm-hmm. Halo 5 didn't have the split screen. Uh, Makes sense. So it does. Uh, last one here I wanted to read. Um, Bromdog101 said, Me and my little bro used to play Halo. Um, and all the other games together. The legendary skulls in that game were bullshit. I do remember the skull hunting was fucking crazy. Um, so, I mean, it, that's a, a common thread I got in a lot of these comments was just a lot of people having so much fun and good memories with Halo. Oh, here's another one. Underscore Bad Zach. Mine are playing Halo 2 with my dad the night it came out. Both of us driving ghosts and running aliens over all night epic. Um, another is a Left 4 Dead. Man, I forgot about... I, sometimes I forget mm. Left 4 Dead even existed. <laughs> Because it like we haven't you know yeah. had a Left 4 Dead game. It's funny, like it's super super impactful, but I think the game itself is not amazingly memorable. No, like it just it was one of the first games yeah. to give people the power fantasy of killing zombies with their friends easily, mm-hmm. and that made up. It was like a concept thing. Like Pokemon Go is not a very is a terrible game, but the concept is so revolutionary it makes up for it. I think at the time, mm-hmm. Left 4 Dead was exactly what people wanted so yeah um but yeah so th- so halo halo is a big one that that touched us all one thing i was going to talk about thematically as well uh when i thought about this was do you guys remember toe jam and earl did you guys play any toe jam and earl 
Mm, not oh, personally. Oh, you guys are shaking your head at me. God. I knew the game, that... but I was never, never like played it. Toe Jam and Hurl was like an early Sega Genesis game, and I believe both players were on the same screen. Now, I believe so. And it was one of those games where, like, as you drifted away from your partner, the screen would, like, grow. Um, but your the goal was to work together, and it was is a very unique experience. But I'm not gonna uh, bore you guys with it if you guys don't remember it. I was just running through my really quick list here. Um, one thing instead of going breaking them down specifically, I know Fish, you want to talk about Borderlands because you and your that's how we got the joke Borderlands and chill uh, emanated from that. Um, <laughs> you and you and your wife, but loot games for me, I've always loved cooperatively, like Diablo, and I guess maybe Borderlands Three will scratch that itch for me. I hope. Because if they do loot right, when you're playing with someone, there's always this fun experience of like, oh my god, you witnessed me find this really cool thing together. Like, it's the concept of not just playing with my friends, grinding loot. It's, oh my god, fish, I found the fucking grandfather sword, this thing is fucking crazy. And like, I'm sending him screenshots or linking it to him or whatever. And like, he's fighting with me but he's appreciating the thing that I found that's unique and special. And I love that loot games can do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely in the in the co-op sense. Yeah, that's that's something that uh, just makes it a little bit more special. I mean, if you're playing those games solo, like it feels great, but it's just magnified by the other the other person's either their curiosity of what you got or je- them just congratulating you on or it. their jealousy. Um, yeah, when me we're jealous. God yeah. damn it, fish! You motherfucker! I hate you. You got no. that thing I wanted. Yeah, it, it just yeah. Adds so that's your third hawk moon. Hmm. <laughs> That's nice. Oh. I'm happy for you, oh. Fish. <laughs> Fish has like a Hawkmoon collection. He's like, this is my, you know, 2016 Hawkmoon. Yeah, pretty much. He's got a closet of Hawkmoons. <laughs> I couldn't get one. Save my ass. Yeah. <sighs> closet yeah, of Hawkmoons. That's always been fun. Um, yeah, and like you said, like me and my wife bonded um, when we were boyfriend and girlfriend. We would play the original Borderlands uh, on my Xbox 360 and uh, uh-huh. literally play it for four or five hours straight together on the couch and just split screen. And it, that was just uh-huh. so fucking fun for some reason. Um, I don't, I don't know why, but like, yeah, just when you're with somebody who's into games as much as you do, um, and sharing that moment in a, in a game that's fairly fun to play together um, and solid gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that Borderlands 3 like lives up to the... I remember the first Borderlands, you were there, Fish. It was our old podcast um, that we had started like mm-hmm. 10 years plus ago. The first Borderlands, I remember that special feeling when we all picked a character and they had that... Um, you know, they played that intro, ain't no rest for the wicked. And then we yeah. all jumped out of that fucking train or whatever it was. And it was like, this is magic. This the is bus, fucking yeah. yeah, Matt Bus, yeah, yeah. That was fucking magic. That first time we went into that uh the first skags we killed. Like my first couple hours with Borderlands were some of my best memories. That was my game of the year that year. Mm-hmm. And I don't even like Borderlands too. So mm-hmm. that's a story for another day. But that that's a really good one. Like that was magical. Like they were basically yeah. like, let's bring the first person shooter. And in ways, Borderlands set up a destiny, if you think about it. Borderlands was the first game to really, yeah. They take... they really they really harped on co op having you know, yeah. three at least two three four people um and had different classes with talent trees to go down, um, and I think yeah they mixed up that genre of RPG and first person shooters real well. 
Yeah. I think in a lot of ways it was a gateway to give Bungie more of the bravery to step away and say, hey, let's, this thing can work. Let's take that Borderlands idea and stretch it to a whole other level, you know, with the almost MMO ass. Destiny's a good, we don't have to talk a lot about Destiny because we talk about it a lot, but that's another one too. Like a lot of the memories people have, like Fireteam. That's, that's very co op. Let's join mm-hmm. my Fireteam. You know, the, the first menage a trois of, uh, of, <laughs> of looting together in, uh, in the world of destiny, you know, mm-hmm. so th- good memories. Those are really good memories. Yeah. Also, like some of my earlier co-ops were in the arcade. Uh, mm, that's uh, a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I yeah. remember me and my friends would visit an arcade and touch each other's sticks, grab each other's sticks, and all walk up in unison to a nice beat 'em up game. Um, uh huh. Oh yeah. I, I I had to look this up because I forgot I didn't even know the name of this game. I just remember it was fun as fuck, but it, it had four characters in it and one of the characters was a baby in a mech. One was like a police officer type of dude. Uh <laughs> one was a ninja and the other guy was like this mummy type of dude. The and streets of rage at... on acid? <laughs> what? No, no, it's actually called Captain Commando. Captain um, Commando. Yes, oh. and it was it was so fucking badass. It was <laughs> it was probably the one beat 'em up game that I actually enjoyed um over like uh Double Dragon and um all the other ones. Well, yeah. Well, Teenage Mutant and Ninja Turtles actually. Oh yeah. But why? Oh, was pretty good. The arcade, there were some turtle comments. Yeah. Ninja Turtles was amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like having all your friends like choose which turtle you were it's like okay i met i'm michelangelo mm-hmm. i'm fucking yeah. leonardo yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that was yeah, always fun be. yeah no they're um they're uh that's a good time i can throw one of those in there no, that's a good point fish because the arcade really like area 51 like you put you know pull out those mm-hmm. guns with your that is the ultimate co-op fucking game you know what i mean <laughs> killing aliens together yeah god those so many good good memories um Let's see here, by the way, uh, Cap, Cap Religion, or I probably pronounced it wrong, Cap Reglion. I gotta get people to leave their real names one of these days. So <laughs> Borderlands 2 and Far Cry 4. Um, speaking of which, Far Cry 5 might be able to give us some of those Montana co-op adventures um, that we never had. Me and Fish lived in Montana. We weren't doing the shit that they were doing in Far Cry 5, even if we dreamed about it. Um, sorry, I'm looking for that comment about Ninja Turtles. I'll, I'll say this one. Uh, Mario Carella said, I wasn't a fan of Resident Evil 6, but loved playing it with a buddy, but it was not fun yeah. alone. Those ones were good. Resident Evil 5 was the one I remember. That, the co-op in that game was incredible. Um, yeah. It was like the only, the sole redeeming feature yes. of those games was yes. finally being able to play that style of game with somebody. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did yeah. it weird, too. Like, they, they split up that screen differently. Um, but it, I, I guess that kind of makes sense as well, though, because you are kind of looking at the same background. It it would kind of blend together. But yeah, Resident Evil 5's way of splitting up the screen. Um, what do you mean I, they split it up differently? What are you talking about? It, it wouldn't it wouldn't just be like a full screen um, takeover, I guess. It, it actually had like borders on one side. So like the top one would have like a border on the right oh, side. Oh, for couch the, co-op? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. for couch co-op. Oh, see, I played that online? one. I played it online. I don't remember oh, okay. the couch. Yeah, see, maybe. that's another thing. I was talking to my girlfriend today. I was like, you know what? Even though I miss couch co-op, I'm selfish now, and I don't want to share my fucking TV. I yeah. want the whole screen myself. 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's why it's kind of died out. Is everybody just wants to play online because they want their own screen and fucking just greedy. play online and yeah. not sit next to each other. If I if if you guys lived in my town, the games I would play with you guys more in person would be some of the different ones, like maybe something like Pyre, where it's like one screen we're playing sports, you know, the, the fantasy sports thing, like things that are a little different than mm-hmm. the traditional split screen shooter, because uh, I think those are a little more interesting sometimes for for the couch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle literally yeah. said. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. I played that at least once a year. It makes for a great drinking game. A couple people had mentioned Turtles in Time. So it's a fucking good mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a one that me and my dad played a lot that you guys probably never heard of, and I won't talk a lot about it, but I, it's very important to me, was it was called Jurassic Park 2, The Chaos Continues. It was a side-scroll Contra-esque game for the Super mm-hmm. Nintendo. Um, I tried playing it again with Fish Down the Road, and that game fucking sucks. It's a terrible <laughs> fucking game. <laughs> But when I was a it's kid, rough. it's real rough. Like, I was like, I had this fantasy. I was like, fish, we're going to play this game. It's going to be like, I'm a kid again. And then we turned it on and we're like, oh, this is horribly designed. It's like <laughs> impossibly challenging. Like, like, we couldn't even get past the first screen. It was ridiculous. It was embarrassing. Um, little oh, did that, I know my... That raptor is so fast. Yeah, that raptor, <laughs> that raptor just kept running up and smacking us in the face. Oh, God. It's hard to explain, but that would have been, like, the funniest thing to stream. Me and Fish dying over and over to the first raptor, you know, drop-kicking us in the draw. <laughs> um, Big NC said, the best times I ever had were Halo 1, Portal 2, and Left 4 Dead, and Dying Light, my personal favorite, Tokyo Jungle. Ah, oh, Tokyo Jungle. I didn't even know. I, I know very little about that game. I, I should say, I don't know enough about it to really talk intelligently about it, but that sounds like an, an interesting one. Um... Anyways, a uh, couple other I wanted to mention. If you guys had any more you want to mention from your list before I read the rest of these comments, we can do that. Um, one that I don't know if you remember this, Fish. We had a, Josh, we had this crazy night. Me and Fish played GTA V one night. And I count this as a co-op game because never played a Grand Theft Auto game together. And mm-hmm. we got on. We created our characters that look just like us but slightly more depraved. Um, let's, really? No, you can't. Yeah, they can't be more depraved. You're okay. right. You're right. More criminal. More criminal. More criminal. More more Pulp Fiction, because we had the yes. suits on. Yes, yes. We were like Vincent Vega and Jules um, if they were just really terrible at what they did for a living. Uh, um, uh. But it was just the, the sensation of jumping in a car with each other and like driving around town, this free open world where there's just, like, I told you the story about this naked guy who was running around trying to murder us for hours, and we were, like, holed up in this rich person's backyard, and we were just, like, defending our turf from this crazy guy in underwear who was just murdering us. It was, like, this weird, magical evening, and then the next second we're on a boat in the middle of the ocean. Like, I I don't get to play that game anymore, but I can tell you this. Every time I see GTA V doing well, I know the cynical person will say, oh, great, fucking GTA V is still selling. I, I played that game for one night, and it was one of the funnest nights I have ever had in my life. Why I don't play it anymore, I couldn't really tell you. It's mm. just one of those things, you know. Um, but it was incredible. It was incredible. So I always remember that night to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, I see a lot of, like, GTA videos, and, like, they're, they're usually, like, some sort of weird stunt or some, yeah, some yeah. weird glitchy type of stuff going on that, that people, it, it seems like people are into. But, yeah, yeah, that one night we shared in co-op, like, yeah that yeah it wasn't G- like oh let's that's the gta 5 that i remember where it, it genuinely felt like this this oddly weird co-op adventure 
type of game and it it yeah it's it's hard to describe but like combined with like the realism of the graphics and your characters looking real like yeah it definitely well yeah some... because oh you're fine I, I, was, I was just gonna say most games have a structure to them and the weird thing about gta 5 is you just can if you want you can just drop into the world and it's just whatever you want. There's really no rules. You can go get tattoos. You can murder people. You could start a mission if you want to. You could, you know, do dumb ex- explosions or whatever. Like you're talking about fish. You could steal something. Like there's really, we could play golf or we tried to. There was like, it's just an open world you drop yourself into. And I hope that Red Dead Redemption, if they have a multiplayer, is kind of like that. But there was something like yeah. freeing about that. Yeah. That yeah. I, I would like mm-hmm. to do that because the very little we played of the first Red Dead together was good except for the horrible connection issues we were having because it was yeah you know early PSN stuff going on there back when we yes. played that um yeah there was like this mild appeal to just being with your friends riding through the the countryside on your horses but the yeah. the original Red Dead was very limited it was like just very simple missions go here and yeah. kill this place you know it, 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 they would have so much more depth now, I would assume, after... Like, can you imagine how good GTA Five has been for them? They've learned so much. Oh, yeah. All that would hypothetically transfer over. So. I, I sure hope so. I really do, because I would love to play some co-op Red Dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'd be amazing. Yeah, I, I think the best co-op games are the ones that kind of utilize your skills. I mean, we all grew up with the couch co-op games, but games that utilize your specific skill set. Like when we pl- when I played Fortnite with you guys, what what did I get to do as part of the team? I got to yell at you guys and make dirty jokes, which mm-hmm. is what I do in real life anyway. So that's exactly my purpose, and healed you guys occasionally um, when you were dying, which is also what I do, bring you back from the dead, of course. Um, mm-hmm. I brought fish back from the dead so many times I yeah. can't even count. Yeah, and I got to snipe people and complain. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yep. <laughs> snipe people and complain. <laughs> Shay got to run off like a crazy person. Fish got to build things. He was just dinking around and building stuff with his little gadgets and maps and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I, was, I was reliving my seven-year-old days of building with Legos. Mm-hmm. And it was just like we all, our, our personal, like, personalities came out a bit in a way that helped our team i thought which was cool and even though i was probably the most useless person there i still felt like i helped a little bit and the first time we ever played together we got first place literally the first time we ever played together so that was mm-hmm. like a really cool co-op experience as well mm-hmm. that was a good one um was there any other ones i don't want to steamroll you guys is there any other really important memories you guys wanted to bring up co-op wise you had written down or thought about now is the time um, I had one where, uh, this was in the arcade and I was playing an Aliens game and at the time I fucking loved Aliens, um, which is the second, uh, movie in the franchise. Um, so much so that when I found out there was an arcade game that utilized the machine gun from the movie and mm-hmm. you can use, you know, the flamethrower off of it. I was like, I'm all in on this fucking game. <laughs> Wait, so there's and an I'm... Aliens... I'm going to Google it right now. It's an Aliens arcade game, huh? Mm-hmm. Was yeah. it like a gun game? Like an Area 51 yeah, kind of it's, thing? Mm-hmm. It's okay. a light game. A light gun game. Yeah. Um, and I would play the shit out of it, but I could never convince my friends to play it because they weren't into Aliens for some fucking God knows what, whatever reason. Um, I don't even know why I called them my friends. <laughs> <laughs> why? But um, why would, I mean, even if you don't like aliens, why would you want to play a game where you get to fucking just 
shoot a bunch of cool shit. I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, base haggers would jump at you and you have to shoot them down and xenomorphs would be shoot. Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm holding yes. up a picture on the webcam. It yeah. had two guns on it. Very Anyways, fancy. It's called extermination. Uh, Alias extermination. Yes, I, and I played the shit out of it, but I could never have anybody play with me until mm. one day some older <laughs> guy came up and just started some cool stuck kid. his cor- <laughs> stuck his quarters in and just started playing with me. And I was like, God, it's kind of Taken back, I was like, you want to play with me? Let's do this, man. <laughs> and, like, we were just sitting there, like, killing aliens. And we and I wasn't really good at it, but we ended up actually beating the game together. I was like, wow, this is great. But mm-hmm. we barely talked to each other because yep. I was a kid. He was an adult. And, like, that would be kind of strange, I guess, <laughs> for both of us. <laughs> yeah, it would be a little weird. But you just guess... talked with your, your gameplay. Talk with exactly. your shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I miss. I miss co-op with complete strangers in arcades like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuz yeah, somebody would just grab player 2 and go to town. Like whether you had people right. there or not. Like playing some House of the Dead or something. All of a sudden mm-hmm. somebody shows up wants to join in. You're like, "Oh yeah." It's just it, yeah. It's a very sort of friendly and like yeah, like a community kind of environment in the arcades. Yeah. Uh, of your it's cool especially that Jurassic Park shooting game is kind of like that too um Josh did you have a comment that you wanted to read yeah yeah um sweet underscore Z4L says in the 90s any game could be enjoyed with friends which is true like I remember so many times whether a game's co-op or not you just sit around and play games together pass the controller around or not just sit there and talk while somebody's playing make it Mm co-op yeah yeah just make it co-op um um, but he says if I had to pick one, I'd say WCW Revenge on N64. Some of the best game, some of the best moves and best re- wrestling, <laughs> wrestling gameplay of the time. Uh, which I remember that game too. Yeah, I played. I played a bunch of that game. I never owned it, but I had friends who owned it, and we'd go over that and, sucked you into it. Yeah, Josh was like, yeah, "Oh I, God, you guys are gonna make me play a wrestling game." Yeah, fuck. Those older wrestling but games were actually yeah. pretty good. Like they were actually, yeah. actually all right. They were simplified enough to be fun, and mm-hmm. the sixty-four was just the perfect system to pop all four. Yeah, I me too. I, I was when I was younger. I was kind of into wrestling. I went through a phase when middle school, and I remember we when you go to someone's house. The problem was that it was WCW, and I was a WWF kid. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know who these <laughs> fools are. I don't. <laughs> what is this nonsense? Um, but I, I do remember that game a lot. And it's sad that most people probably consider that the best wrestling game to date, and it was many eons ago. But maybe maybe that's the nostalgia. I mean, he might be right. Maybe it is the best, best wrestling game to date. Or yeah. maybe part of the nostalgia is playing tricks on us. Um, I mean, it very well could be, because I have so many good memories of multiplayer games on the N64 just because you could play with four friends. Like, that was yes. such a big deal at the time. It was such yeah. a big deal. Like I played so, so much Goldeneye, yeah. so much um you know anything, anything that was co-op, you could just sit down with a ton of friends and easily play together. And that I I don't think the PlayStation failed because I still remember playing it two player a lot, but mm-hmm. the 64 was the perfect party system. You know exactly. What I mean? Exactly. Um yeah, just it had it had better options in general, like whether or not they were being played with two or four players, like even if you're just playing with two, you still generally wanted the N64. 
just for the the selection, being able yeah. to play stuff like Goldeneye and Mario Kart. And, Diddy Kong's Racing. Yeah, everything, everything. It had so many options. The basketball games were great on it. It had good football games, and I was not even oh yeah, not even a blitz big, and stuff. Yeah, they yeah. were they were really good games to play with your friends. Fish, were you the one that said something dirty about Diddy Kong Racing, or is that somebody else? Can't remember. That might have been me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I did enjoy Diddy Kong Racing. Did you? I've, okay. I've rented Maybe that. It wasn't you. And yeah, you could fly a plane in that game. That's you could. Badass. You could. Mm-hmm. You could. Yeah. Okay. Good. It's a step above Mario Kart 64. Uh, or sh- uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a, a plane, so you are above. Um, I was trying to think of a more <laughs> clever way to say. I was trying to think of a more clever way to say that, but I couldn't. I couldn't do it. It's high up into the banana clouds. Yeah. Wah wah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! I don't even know what that means. Yeah. High up in the yeah, banana unfortunately, clouds. Unfortunately, Diddy Kong Racing wasn't the best racing game or the best Donkey Kong game co-op game on. No, yeah, well, on the N sixty four. It was it was solid. I think it's a little underappreciated, but it wasn't. The gameplay was not as tight, but eh. yeah, I don't know. I still like. I still really enjoyed um, just the. I can never remember the suffixes for these stupid games because they so many of them are just Donkey Kong Country, and it may just be Donkey Kong Country sixty four, but uh, yeah, or Donkey Kong sixty four, Don- yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, the multiplayer on that one was actually pretty fun too, because it was just like a, a yeah. battle multiplayer on there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish the sixty four games held up better today. Not be not the the games are bad. It's just they're so ugly now. Um, it's just hard. It's really hard to go bad. <laughs> That washed out look did look fine at the time, but it just strange how to me it hasn't held up. There could be if you just I and mean, there's people out there who disagree. I mean, I think Tomb Raider has held up pretty well. Most people think I'm a psychopath for that. So, to each their own. Um, Fish, did you was there a comment you wanted to read? Um, sure, I'll read one. Okay, so that means I'm gonna grab one right now. Have uh, prepared. <laughs> what? No, okay, I had okay. this one picked out specifically. Okay. okay. Stop giving me shit. That's my only purpose on this podcast. Oh, okay. Wish you would stop. But, uh, Got Game Guy. Got Game Guy. <laughs> I love that fucking name. Got Game Guy. <laughs> uh, Kirby Superstar was great. After swallowing an enemy to steal its powers, you could create a helper character to fight alongside with you. In co op, the second player controls the helper. The pro to the pro to this was player two could die endlessly and keep being recreated. The con mm-hmm. was if Kirby died, the helper died too. I haven't seen this co-op gameplay mechanic in other games. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That was a good one. Um Never played Mayofi, that game. I did you play that one, Fish? No. no but I did no, play no. a Game Boy Kirby game that I thoroughly enjoyed. Oh wow! What a connection. You played a Game Boy Kirby. Was it the the one that everyone played? Read uh, the one that came with like. I think it's called Dream World. Yeah, I think Maybe. it was the one that everyone had on the yeah. original Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good time at the time. I loved that Kirby game too. Um, Mayafi said Gears of. She said uh, Gears of War series was fun. I played it with my hubby, which we actually had a lot of good Gears of War memories as well. The first Gears of War was damn good time when it came out. Mm-hmm. I was. It was oh, yeah. so refreshing. That I I wasn't bothered by the big meatheads walking around saying, oh, 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 and there's the locust, <laughs> and it seemed really cool. It wasn't until Gears of War that I was like, wait a second, 
These are a bunch of meatheads walking around. I want no part. Um, they're, they're like ex-marines with a little side of criminal in them. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, this marine dipped in criminal. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, dipped in steroids. <laughs> yeah, marine. No, uh, dipped in criminal, but I'm um, seasoned with some flakes of steroid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that big um, chunky look that game was fun up. though it was fun yeah no. co-op when that game was excellent mm-hmm. because it if you guys remember right gears of war emphasized bringing back your partner um mm-hmm. when they would go down so yeah. that was a big thing when you went down your your friend had to come over and revive the fuck out of you and that was a, a cool thing mm-hmm. yeah instead of just dying outright you're you fell into a down state where you could be revived back up, which was a very unique um, gameplay mechanic, I think, for the story and in the multiplayer, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I just wish they had taken that story in a more interesting direction. Josh, did you ever play Portal 2 in co-op? I played very limited co-op just because I didn't really have anyone to play with at the time. Um, yeah, I wanted to play that so bad in co-op, but mm-hmm. I didn't have anybody to actually play it with yeah i still have it somewhere but uh yeah Hmm. yeah i mean Um, i i own it on pc but i'm trying to figure out if there's any way if yeah steam steam we could still do it sometimes yeah we could still play it on steam easily enough i was trying to figure out if there is an easy way to play it on like 360 or something but you probably still need a subscription to play it on 360 so steam is probably the way to go at this point no one's just able to play it together. 60s. Are you crazy? Um, Arnie007E said the arguments when trying to complete a level in Portal 2, but then being mm-hmm. able to high-five each other after. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. so this sounds like they had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the way it was set up on that game was brilliant because the whole conceit of Portal in general is just being able to place two portals that connect to each other. Mm-hmm. Um. But the co-op in there, you each only control one side of the portal, so you have to communicate what the hell you're trying to do, otherwise you'll never end up being able to do anything useful. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I, you can imagine the frustration for that, trying to solve a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Like, one person's like, no, we gotta do it this way. The other person's like, no, fuck you, gotta put it right here. <laughs> right. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the puzzle. But the idea of playing a puzzle game co-op is conceptually fascinating, which yeah. me and Josh are gonna get to in a little bit because there's sort of puzzles in the way out. But the I love the idea of two minds kind of smashing off each other. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it works better in some games than others. Um, for example, and one of my favorite games from last year was Snipper Clips, which is yes. a co-op yeah. puzzle game. You can play it by yourself, but it's not. It's not as good. Because you're still controlling two characters, you just switch between them, and so it just it doesn't play as well. Just having an extra person there makes it a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, I downloaded the demo of it, and my daughter got into it surprisingly. Yeah, I was it's like, really what? good. I would <laughs> I would I definitely suggest it. getting that one because since you can play yeah. co-op without having to get an extra controller or anything, just split the Joy Cons. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's super fun, and also. Um, I was about to get into this anyway, but um, the way the co-op works on that, a lot of the puzzles, not all of them, but a lot of them, you can give really simple instructions to one person, and then the other person can kind of do any of the 
mm-hmm. mechanically challenging parts oh, of the puzzle. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Like the more adept gamer can yes, handle that yes, part Yes, yeah. it's, it's set up in a way that not everyone has to be equally skilled in order to get through the puzzle. Um, which is really good because it means mm-hmm. it means it plays ages, super yeah. well with whoever you want to play with. As long as as long as you've got yeah. somebody there who can solve the puzzle, pretty much any two people can work together yeah. to be able to get it done at that point. Yeah, That's, if they're susceptible yeah. to taking directions from you, then mm-hmm. yeah, you, you guys will both have that joy of actually solving the puzzle together. Yeah, and That's the later the, yeah. it goes you'll get into stuff where both of you need to be able to pull your weight, but you can get through mm-hmm. a decent chunk of it with just one of you know what you're do- knowing what you're doing, which, yeah. That, that's one of the weird things I've noticed about playing with Donkey Kong with my daughter is that it's a lot of older games like that are just too difficult for her, even mm-hmm. like Mario, which is almost borderline boring for me. It's so easy. For her, it's still too hard. And it's interesting because like with co-op games now, I have to find like, the Lego games, I, I think they have two player, and I was like, man, I should go buy a controller so I can play those with my daughter. She'd probably love that shit, right? Um, but which is weird. She can play the new Mario game, Odyssey, to completion. She cannot play the first level of Super Mario World on Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. It fucking makes no sense. It makes no fucking sense. But it's just like the way the mind comprehends the 2D and 3D. Um Yeah. Dark Knight Cacophony mentioned um Splinter Cell Conviction, but I just wanted to mention that there's Splinter Cell Pandora Tomorrow, who had an amazing co-op multiplayer at the time. It was so it was spies versus mercs, and it was really cool because um, mm-hmm. you get online, so you didn't know who you're with, but one person, one team was the spies, and they were basically just trying to stay alive or take down the mercs with like like spy gear, like gas grenades and stuff, I believe. It's been a while. But the Merc team was in first person. So one team was in third person. They were like climbing around, trying to stay alive and hide and stuff. And the the Mercs, the Mercs were in first person. And they had skill sets that were designed to just kill these people. So it was one of the most unique and rebel. If you go back and look at Pandora Tomorrow reviews, yeah. they were like, that game was the hot shit when it came out with that mode. Um and it was so fuck. I was playing with people I didn't even know online, but like the way we were working together to like track people and and hunt them down was was co- the concept was cool more yeah. so than like the memories I made because I didn't play with you guys. But revolutionary that game had revolutionary co-op. Yeah, it really did. Um, the whole idea of asymmetrical multiplayer in that game was something that not a lot of games had done before. That I mean, some of the PC yeah. games had done that. A lot of strategy games basically were built around that whole idea that you're not playing with the same tool set. You you can uh you have to play to your strengths in order to yes. in order to win. But yeah, they kind of took I that would, in a different direction I'm, with with that one and it really was good. They could bring that back in such a fun way. Like me and Fish could be the mercs or Josh and Shay with Shay, you could be the the spies. Like we could do a four-person multiplayer match that was like completely different than anything we do now now i know some games have it like if you play overwatch everyone has it's like a team-based thing so mm-hmm. everyone has a different skill set which is important but it's just it was such a unique and different thing and i don't know what happened to splinter cell it just fucking disappeared man they just mm-hmm. they burn it they beat it to the ground and i don't think they gone. knew what direction to take it like it got more and more and more complicated until it was completely unintelligible to anybody who hadn't played the entire series and then they mm-hmm. burnt that to the ground and just made it a dumb action game. Um, we liked Conviction, though. I remember we played yeah. Conviction and we liked it. Yeah, but... and that one was pretty good. But that was basically the first one that yeah. had taken the new 
more or less dumb action game formula and did anything interesting with it. Yes, yeah. Um, there was like Double Agent. I think mm-hmm. there was another one. I don't remember them all. Yeah, and no one cared about Sam Fisher. The sad reality is everyone knows who Solid Snake is. No one gives a shit about Sam Fisher. Uh, the painful truth. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I, we do give a shit about Anthony Fisher. That's eh. the truth. A.K.A. Fisher. <laughs> 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 okay. That, that's my next poll. Anthony Fisher or Sam Fisher? Um, oh, that better be 100% Anthony <laughs> Fisher. <laughs> We're coming after you. We're hunting you down. Uh, I'm going to do some uh, two, uh, two more Blitz comments here, and then we'll move on. Messi.Villani said, Worms, the original Worms. Mm. I, I never played that, but not a lot of people talk about that. Still reciting comments about it. Best and worst co-op partner has been my own hubby. Either we do it really, really good or horrible. Um, did together the Resident Evils, Diablo. Oh, with Strangers, Final Fantasy XV Comrades. That's a game me and Fish mm. want to play sometime this year. Uh, we just haven't got around to it yet. It's mm-hmm. been crazy, so. We are comrades. I want to be a Final Fantasy comrade. Uh, uh, Gamer Bunny said Halo series for sure. So another was more love for Halo. And last one, uh, dot it's Curtis said staying up all night as a kid to beat Contra on the NES. Thank you, Konami Code. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know a lot of the games that we grew up with. You staying up all night with your friends on the couch is such a cool thing. And now most people just stay up all night on Xbox Live or PSN. And gets the job done. So, but it's cool to see really unique takes on co-op come out. And I want to thank everyone for their comments um, every Thursday at Swordchomp on Instagram. And me and Josh have been playing a lot of. Well, I would say we played about three hours of it today. I think we're probably about a quarter or a third way through the game. I'd guess we just escaped from prison in the Way Out, which is the big uh, game from a Way Out. A Way Out. Yeah. Oh Way Out. Okay. Fuck that. Okay. A way out. And Joseph Ferrara, I believe, is the director. Did I get that right, Fish? I remember you knew his name pretty well. Um, I think so, yeah. Okay. He was the controversial director at the Game Awards who had that big fucking expletive-induced rant that went viral. As about as viral as video game stuff can go. He's a really colorful guy. He made Brothers, and he got some funding from EA to try and make a... The concept is very simple. It's a escape from prison game that you is designed to be played completely co-op with your friend. And I'll tell you this, the first, by the way, if you have a friend that buys it, it's only what, 30 bucks, Josh? Uh, yes, 30 bucks. You can play it for free online. You download the demo. It's really weird how it works and it's a little confusing, but I'm going to tell you right now. So if you're interested, you download the demo for it. And once you have the demo downloaded, they invite you to a party and boom, you can play the game together. Uh, super easy. So I hope Fish gets a chance to play with you, Josh, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Same with Shay. Uh, and I want to finish the campaign with you because it seems to be pretty quick. Um, but yeah, so anyways, uh, the... Quick, go ahead. Quick, go ahead, quickly. It's, uh, it's actually Joseph Ferris. Joseph Ferris. Okay. That's, that's important. I, wanna, I don't want to fuck his name up. Yeah. Um, he's and like he's one of the few, Ferrara. like directors that we're aware of because most of them kind of hide in the shadows but he had that big mm-hmm. you know <laughs> moment yeah. he got his name out there yeah so anyways my brief thing to kind of start this conversation josh with that struck me when i first started uh it's really weird fish because like the game is split right down the middle and it kind of was a little bit of a sensory overload for me at first mm. that i had to get used to because the screen split in half and you're always watching both sides so oh, oh, <laughs> always, okay. yeah. so even though it's even online, though you're playing online, it's, yeah, that's you're, weird. It's a, yes, it's a split screen co-op game where you're both seeing the same thing, okay. even though it's online. Yeah, 
so like story beats though it does a screen go to like one mm-hmm. does it, it switches it? up a bunch it will switch oh, up between wow. split screen usually for just like normal gameplay you know moments moment to moment stuff yes it just split down the middle um for cinematic stuff occasionally it'll add a third screen in with other information like being able to see you know what guards are looking at and stuff like that so you can kind of look around um depending on what's happening one side of the screen will move way over to get the vast majority of the focus yeah. Yeah, there are um, cinematics that it just comes together, but there are things where you can like help the other person. So like, mm-hmm. there's story beats you'll play with split screen, but there's also moments where it's just watching a movie together. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that sounds like a that would be kind of a sensory overload at first. At first, yeah, because you're just like watching a lot and you're like trying to take in everything. Like Josh, when I went the opening scene, I recorded. Josh was like questioning a guy, and he had a decision to say two things. And I'm over here in this own thing and I'm like trying to watch to hear what he's saying and we'll do my and like it, you get used to it pretty quick but at first it was just weird um for me mm-hmm. I mean it was so yeah but I mean yeah Josh I know you were more I would say you were more excited about this game probably than I was um from E3 I remember it being close to your top of your most anticipated list so yeah um how you feeling about it so far it's good. Um, it starts off a little slow, and I, I, I think that's just because, like you said, there's so much information coming at you that until you get used to it, if they gave you anything more, it would just, just destroy your brain. Yeah, um, too much. Yeah. So, but that being said, once we got used to that, I felt like it still was going a little slow for a while there. I think they were they were trying to take it easy. Ease you into the and, controls and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I think they took it a little too easy for a little bit too long. Like I feel like yeah, it could have yeah. sped up a little bit sooner than it did. Um that being said, we've just now escaped from prison. It's yeah. It's gotta well, keep I mean, speeding up as yeah. far as that goes. Um Yes. Which is the weird thing. We've put about three hours in it and we escaped from prison already. The whole game is not prison. It's mm-hmm. Escaping from prison and then the continuing story afterwards. Yeah, so that's the cool. the prison escape is just kind of like what brought the two characters together. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, you go on an adventure from there. But, yeah, it's, I don't know. Like, it's, like, I'll like it one moment and then kind of get frustrated with some of the gaminess of it the next moment. Um, mm-hmm. For example, in the prison, you could talk to a lot of people that you didn't need to talk to, and not that that's a bad thing, but it didn't feel great. Like yeah, almost it didn't enhance your experience. Not really. really. Like almost everyone you talked to, you'd have two dialogue options, mm-hmm. and they didn't seem to do much of anything. Um, although when I talked to those people, I got different options mm-hmm. sometimes yeah because you're kind of playing the the meathead of the two of us yes. who would get into fights you know, and yeah. yeah make people angry and stuff yes Where I, usually if there's a guy that we want to manhandle i'll just go talk to him because mm-hmm. i'm assuming there might be an option you know? yes yes and i don't know if that's just because i was playing the guy who doesn't piss everyone off or not but it felt like anytime i was talking to someone it didn't do much for the story 
it yeah, was just kind of yeah. there. It was fun. Like I felt like the dialogue was fine, but I didn't really feel like I was ever advancing the story by talking to somebody. Whereas, there was this one guy who was yeah. like, I'm, I've been in prison for 15 years and I'm getting out this week. And then we started a fight in that room and I was like, oh no, if that guy gets caught up in that fight, that poor guy, he's about to get out of prison. He's going to get stuck in there again. I'm going to feel so bad. But oh, he didn't. It didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So, But <laughs> that could have that could have played on the emotions a little bit. Yeah. The only issue. I, so I'll tell you the thing I was like first. I, it's actually the production values are pretty high. Um, and like the, the, the game feels like a fairly, it feels like a fairly polished, like they, it's EA. And I think it's funny because when you start it up, it says EA originals. And that just makes me laugh because EA has to specify, oh, this isn't the normal garbage EA you're used to. It's <laughs> EA originals. <laughs> it's fucking like, all right. Yeah. This isn't a property that we acquired from some other company. Yeah. This, this is, and, and props to them for believing in this guy to try something different. Mm-hmm. It's just, I wish it was a little weirder and maybe it will get there. But like, um, one scene that I thought really lived up to the co-op promise in a fun way is, and this isn't a big spoiler, but you go back to back with your buddy and you have to climb a wall and it's kind of ridiculous, but it's like something you'd see in a movie where both characters touch their backs and then they climb the wall with their feet upwards, um, is smashing into each other to like, you know, create the pressure. And when you're playing it with your friend, there's a little swivel. And you guys both have to push the button at the same time. Otherwise, you get off balance and you can fail. So it's this weird, like, back and forth climbing thing. And when we were together, when we pushed it at the same time, they would climb in perfect sync. And it was, like, a really cool moment. Um, Mm -hmm. So that stuff I thought was really cool. But most of it has been fairly... There was this actually a pretty cool scene where we had to... One of us was watching for a guard while the other person was kind of digging his way out of the 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 cell but most of it so far has been pretty simple like i'm gonna walk up to this gate here's an item here i'll shine a flashlight while you turn this lever i wish that all of it was as unique as the cool parts you know the really creative parts i guess uh maybe that's asking too much i don't know yeah i mean probably it's i do feel you though because some some of the interactions are just the they're the interactions you'd have with an NPC in any other action game. They're the yeah yeah here boost me up sort of a thing. It's like it's the same yes. sort of thing you've done in every Uncharted, Uncharted. or yeah uh-huh. yeah it's 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 that sort of thing. But somebody you're playing with has to actually go up there and drop the ladder for you. Um, although that being said, twice within about the space of five minutes, I boosted Morgan up. And then he wandered <laughs> off without pulling me up behind him. I had to call him back over. Like so, maybe well, defense, maybe it's not as self-explanatory as we think. Those it, those NPCs are uh, are are earning their paycheck. It seems they are. Yeah. They are. You know, when you got someone like me helping you. In my defense, I was escaping prison and I had a nine-month-old climbing all over me. So I was, there was complications that were arising. Um, at that moment, she was, st- she had like, she was good the whole time we were playing for the most part, but right at the end, she was starting to hit that. Like, mm-hmm. I just need to fucking do something point. I had, she wouldn't like, let me put her in her, you know, her baby playpen, her baby. <laughs> we always joke. Me and my wife called the baby penitentiary. Which I thought was funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was escaping penitentiary. Well, my baby was in baby penitentiary. Um, anyways. Yeah, I agree. It's, I guess those reasons, those areas stick out to me because they are really creative. So maybe they just stick out and I want the rest to be like that. Cause most of it feels ho hum. Like you're saying, Josh, if there wasn't another person there, 
Like, it's cool having another person there, but it didn't really feel like there was something special they were doing. They were just mm -hmm. doing anything that any NPC would do. Um, but we're in the first couple hours, and like I said, the pacing is pretty good. It moves at a fairly good clip. I haven't felt, you know, too bored. Like, the characters are like, eh, whatever so far. We'll see if they develop. But, like, the pacing is pretty good, I think, so far. I, I haven't been... Yeah. Um, yeah, so far. I think it was a little bit slow at the very beginning, but I feel like it's... Yes, yeah. It's gotten there. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. I didn't even know what I was doing at the beginning. Josh was walking in. I was, like, in this courtyard. I'm like, am I supposed to be doing something? I was, like, looking at a gate. I was like, I don't know what's going on. So, it's, like, it's weird. It's, like, slow and also a little bit confusing. Mm -hmm. Um... There, there was this funny part where the game uh, picked my character to do a sneaking thing, and Josh had to distract the guards. And I was like, "Oh, this is ironic. Shouldn't Josh would actually be a better sneaker?" But fine, if you want me to use my shitty stealth skills, then I'll go for it. Um, it's kind of luck of the draw, and it worked out fine because mm -hmm. the stealth is pretty easy. Uh, one of the things about the game that is a little weird is like there's parts where I think people are gonna see me. Like I was sneaking, or the nurse was in the other room, and there's a window looking right at me, and I could sneak right in front of her. I was in plain sight, but the game it wasn't like a really so the game is not really picky because it doesn't want to frustrate you. It, they're trying to get I think a little more mass appeal with this game, and that's good. But also like there's parts where me and Josh were worried we were gonna get caught because we're used to playing other games. Yeah, and we were fine. So it's very lenient. Yeah. That's for the for the most part, yeah. Um which I so, which I think yeah. is good because one thing I was noticing is that in places the stealth kind of felt a little clunky because there were two clunky. of us there. Yeah. Like yeah. if we'd both try to if we like occasionally we'd both hit, you know, the the crouch button, try to hide right in the same spot and then we'd kind of like bump around and stuff and not quite make it in a stealth and the game would let it slide anyway. Like okay, you're you're fine. Yes. We we get what you're trying to do, sort of a thing. So I imagine if they play tested it, that they had mm -hmm. people bumping into each other all the time. Yeah. So yeah, you'll get into instances like that where, like it's you're saying, fun. they let it slide, and that's it's a good thing because if they didn't, you'd fucking lose your mind. Um, yes. So yeah, it was just weird because I was used to like I was like, oh my god, they're gonna see me. Do I need to wait for something? Am I missing? Like I was just being overly paranoid. Mm -hmm. But um. Yeah, it's fairly straightforward so far, I guess. I guess I wish it was a little weirder, but I am, um, in like, it is, it does feel different. Like, the concept of the game, the way it's playing, like, we talked about playing a game where you're watching two screens, working completely as a team. I guess you can probably play some of it with, so if I'm not yeah. there, Josh, are you playing just with the computer? Is that how it works? No, you need or another you person to, there. Um, you have to have a person. Yeah. Can't play single player from what wow. I've heard. Yeah. Which, yeah. Like, um. Yeah, if you guys weren't there, I know my wife has been interested in playing it. She's been sitting down and watching um, while we were playing. Okay. Both the kids, the, the two-year-old and the ten-year-old, were sitting there watching us play earlier, which was just hilarious. That Funny, yeah. Some, that somehow they were both super interested in a prison break, which was, <laughs> yeah. I, I've always been a good fan of a prison break. Like Shawshank Redemption, they do steal something from Shawshank Redemption, mm -hmm. uh, the, the famous thunder and lightning thing. Yeah. but um. It's yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm a good fan of a nice prison break. I I am. It's it's just really straightforward so far. And I guess the director is really crazy and weird. So I was hoping more of that weirdness would come out in the game. Yeah, but I mean it may because I mean it may the the first game they did. Well, I'm I'm not 100 percent it's his first game, but the last one. The reason I was so excited brothers? about this one with brothers is 
super unique in that sense because that okay. one that one's a one player game where you're playing both characters mm-hmm. which is crazy and again kind of hard to grasp right off the bat yes um yeah you know controlling a character with each hand is again just bizarre and he uses the mechanics for really really cool storytelling moments um and we haven't really gotten to that with the multiplayer so far in this game and if, where they use the co-op as like a really cool story tool yeah yes and, and i want to see that since i've seen him do that before I imagine there's going to be some just really cool stuff coming up. I just, yes. I feel like we haven't quite got there yet because yeah, yeah. I'm still enjoying it. Like I said, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely it, been really solid, super enjoyable. It just doesn't feel like it's mind blowing yet or anything. No, I think right so. now it's reminding me of a game. That's like the concept is really unique. The game itself is actually pretty standard and it's surviving on the concept being so unique. Mm-hmm. So, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Just uh Yeah, we'll see as it goes. Yes. I'm I'm still intrigued. I was I wasn't bored. I had a good time with it. And uh I'm definitely gonna finish it. I wanna finish it so with yeah. you. So yeah, absolutely. Like it's Yes. And then the coolest thing would be to hear the stories. Let's say we finish it and then you and Fish play, uh you and Shay play, or vice versa. I would love to see just comparison. Is there emergent things that happen? Is there anything different mm-hmm. that you guys experienced than than we did? Maybe there's some extra hidden depth there that um is only revealed when you compare stories with other people. So Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like I was I was noticing when we were trying to um steal a wrench that it looked like there were multiple solutions Um, it seems so yeah Yeah. like it seemed there was enough interactable stuff going on there that i feel like there were several ways to get through that area Mm -hmm. and we found one of them um yes but other parts we've been through i did not get that sort of a suspicion at all um, no, yeah, it seemed pretty pretty linear. Yeah, yeah. so I, I don't know. As far as decisions. Go. I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll see it going forward. Hmm. There, may, there may have been more options than I was seeing, and we just figured out one way so quickly that none of the other options presented themselves. Um, yeah. Whereas, yeah, like, like I was saying, that wrench one, um, and, and the towel one, but the one where we're trying to steal sheets from the laundry room. Um, yes, to hide in, yeah. Yeah, that, well, that one thing, seemed like, like there was probably alternatives as well well i started the fight but i know there's another way to go about it for sure Mm -hmm. i saw that option um well that's the thing like if because the concept is so crazy it seems like they probably had to keep some of the decisions narrowed down because because otherwise it could bloom out because yeah you're watching two games basically take place at once and everything has to work together Mm -hmm. so i imagine that caused some conflict um, but as we finish the game, we can have a better conversation about this, but yeah. this could be a nice stepping stone for him in the future, like creative projects and stuff like that, um, to get that out there. Anyways, moving on more. Um, all right. So we had a bunch of fun polls this week that I wanted to fly through with you guys. And one of them, sadly, um, I, we can joke about, but our good friend, professor, Layton is not here, um, and I actually just got a voicemail from him right now. But he basically, so for our listeners, Shay is moving, and he just got a new place in Japan, um, so he's got a lot going on right now, so definitely understandable that he missed the show. 
But having said that, we can talk about that later. So no shade today, I'm sorry. I was hoping he crashed the show for fun and just create a bunch of chaos because I love that. Um, but he'll be back next week. So I can't talk about Shining Force. One of the polls I did that I did just for Shay, just for Shay, was I said, hey, by the way, every Tuesday at Swordchomp on Instagram, I'm running a new poll. I'd love you to vote because we talk about them on the show briefly. And I said, Shay's favorite game series of his childhood was Shining Force. It's a tactical RPG. Have you ever heard of Shining Force? And it came back pretty overwhelmingly. And I believe it was almost 70% no. Not only had they not played Shay's favorite game, they had never even heard of it. And I thought that'd be a funny joking discussion to have with Shay, but he's not here. So maybe we could save that. But um, that's got to, I mean, <laughs> I can't think of any games. I love, maybe you guys have some, well, Fish brought up that weird arcade game that no one had ever heard of, but um, I don't have a lot of games that I love that no one's even ever heard of, except maybe Monsters of the Deep, which is that Final Fantasy fishing game. I imagine some people probably haven't heard of that. Um, but that's got to, he's put Shane, I will say this, I was going to help defend Shay. I looked it up, IGN had Shining Force 2 as one of their, like, top 100 games of all time or whatever, and uh, I started playing it. I put, like, an hour into the game to talk to him about it, so maybe we can talk about that next week. Um, get better, Shay. Well, you're not sick. You know, get get your shit get, together, get Shay. Better. We miss you. Get better. Mm-hmm. Get better <laughs> at telling. Get better at bailing on us. We thought you were gonna be here. <laughs> we need to improve your bail. He he's probably so nice about bailing that it didn't. Like I was watching Parks and Rec, and um, uh, Anne breaks up with uh, her boyfriend Chris, and he's such a nice character that she doesn't even realize he broke up with her till like two weeks later she's like mm-hmm. scouting his house out she's like hey, she's cheating on me <gasps> there's a there's a pink um thing in his uh, what's it called what's that F- fufa what are those things called that you wash yourself with in the bath loofa uh, uh, loofa there we go oh, there's a word. pink loofa in his I bathroom that was called a floofy a floofy you know <laughs> that's that you can call it whatever you want fish <laughs> okay Take the floofy to me. Anyways, and then she's like, oh, he's like, oh, I broke up with you two weeks ago. And she's like, oh, my God, you did. And it's like one of those mm-hmm. sad realizations. So Shay must have broke up with us and we just were unaware. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sea of Thieves dropped and I voted. I want to see people think it's going to be the next Twitch sensation. They're not sold on it. It was barely like 52% that mm-hmm. they thought it would be the next Twitch. Because this game seems built for Twitch. Um but it's receiving some mixed reviews right now, so... Yeah. It, uh... I've actually watched a significant amount of it on Twitch. Um, oh, okay. And it... It should be a co-op-only game. Like, it's, it's one that should be. Like, I've seen some people playing it together. I've seen some people playing it alone. There's too much going on to do it by yourself. Like basically, yeah, I've heard about that. On yeah. on a ship, every single control has to be controlled individually. You have to have somebody mm-hmm. to steer, somebody to control whether you're full sail or half sail, to control the angle of the sails, mm-hmm. to control any each individual cannon you've got. Like everything, <sighs> everything is its own job, and it's just it's too much for one person to do. Um. Like, it's probably going to be a thing, you know, hard mode on this game is going to be playing it by yourself, but it doesn't look like an interesting or fun hard mode. It's just, you know, the way to get it done. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's, 
That's yeah. tough. Like, how do you, how would you, but how would you make those concessions as a developer? How would you build something that's designed for four people so well, but then make it to where you could play it with one person? It just doesn't really seem feasible. Well, I mean, that's what I'm getting at. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I feel like they should just, you know, you Give can't, you option. can't load the game unless you have at least one other person with you or something. <laughs> you can't even start the damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause then no one could bitch about it because it would be. Because right now people just com- complain about being bored in single player, but if that was the case, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you just eliminate the option, then you can't bitch about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just, from what I've seen of it, there is absolutely no way I'd play it by myself. Um, so yeah, I don't think I'm gonna get it unless I can talk somebody else into playing it with me at this point. Because I was considering grabbing it on, on PC, I, but uh, I, I yeah. will. So I'll let, Shay, let me borrow his Xbox, and I'm gonna try and play it. And I'll let you guys know. I'm gonna play it with some of our listeners. Mm-hmm. There are some people that have messaged me that are really digging it. Um, but if you guys were to play it, I do have to play it on your PC. I'm presuming, um, which is fine. I mean, it probably runs great on PC, but um, but it's not on Steam. So what? You have to go through like the Microsoft Store or some bullshit. Yeah, like you just through yeah. the Windows Store, um, Ugh. which is. Possibly a hassle, depending on how you set up your computer whenever you started. Like, the default now is to just have a Microsoft account, which is probably what the majority of people have, unless they are yeah. security nuts, like myself. You have to have who, Windows 10, though, right, to yeah. do it? Um, yeah. I'm not 100% sure. Because I ain't get rid of my Windows 7. Really? Too much. You still have I'm stuck 7? In the past. I'm stuck in the past, Josh. I got Windows 7. I'm riding it out. Right. It doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't affect. I like Windows 7, Josh. I'm used to it. I just like it. Um, I I used to have Windows 7 at all of my work, my jobs. So like, it's like ingrained into my brain, and like I function better with it. I'm not opposed to change. I'm just, yeah. you like, know, the process. I don't think of- they took anything away for 10. Like it's, yeah. The process of wiping and doing all, bringing all my shit back would be fucking hassle that i don't want to deal with anyways so you're saying vote you're voting no josh this is not going to be the next twitch although you have been watching it on twitch so maybe you're voting yes that it is the next twitch sensation it really depends like it's that wasn't an answer yeah i i (sighs) yes no it really depends like i watched it just to basically convince myself not to get it to play single player is kind of what oh yeah 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 yeah, because I was trying to decide if it was something that I could even play by myself if, if you guys it. didn't get the yeah. get it on PC. And I've come to the conclusion, no, fuck no, oh God, help me. Why am I playing this by myself? Someone kill me. Um, well, I'm a weirdo, so <laughs> wow, that's a very extreme, Josh. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I'm a weirdo that like No Man's Sky, so maybe I like... See, the thing is... Mm. I'll tell you this, I have watched this game, and the water in this game, you guys know how I feel about water in video games, right? The water in this game is the best, most incredible looking video game water I have ever witnessed, ever! It is so goddamn good looking. Um, hmm. Hmm. So. Is that, a, is that enough for you to actually get the game? Well, I... <laughs> I sold you on it. <laughs> Three stars out of five, the best water I've ever seen. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it is called Sea of Thieves, so at least they nailed the C part. So, it's half the battle. Yeah. 
Just gotta get that thieves part. I, I, first of all, I've been playing a lot of rare games lately, so the fact that I'm jumping from Donkey Kong to Sea of Thieves is kind of like serendipitous, if you think about it in a weird way. Um, but I love rare, and, I, and I'm happy to support them. So I want this game to do well. I think the concept is incredible. But like you said, Josh, I need to play it with people, so I'm dependent yeah. upon the people I'm gonna play it with. I will play it with. I will play it with the chompers out there, the Chomp Nation, as they call it. No one calls it that. I just call it that. <laughs> <laughs> Chomp Nation. Um, the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom trailer is something a lot of people have been talking about, and I lost this vote, and I was surprised because in the '60s said that they thought that the trailer looked good, and I'm baffled because look, I I love Jurassic Park, even though I can acknowledge Jurassic World not the best actor like great actors but weak performances like vincent mm. um don i can't remember how to pronounce his last name he played kingpin in deadpool he plays the villain in jurassic world and he was boring as hell but in, in, he's actually a fantastic actor chris pratt parks and rec guardians of the galaxy he's an amazing actor his character in jurassic world was stiff and boring um bryce dallas howard beautiful interesting charismatic her character is boring too like it's just like I don't know how they, like, all those characters sucked, even though they're all great actors. I don't know whoever was coaching them in that film was just like, okay, do the opposite. Like, you know what a great performance is? Just do the opposite Don't sweat of it. There are going to be CGI dinosaurs in this scene. Yeah. Yeah, it felt no, like... No one I will was... notice you. That's, that was the direction they were given for the entire thing. Everything was done in one take. <laughs> was, let's get this filming done so we can get it to the, uh, the animators. <laughs> that's the thing I don't I would never accuse them of taking the, the day off and I don't think they did but it felt if I had to describe the performance it'd be let's just get a paycheck and get out of here or <laughs> or poorly cast like for example Chris Pat um, generally plays characters with a little comedic depth to them and it's like he went back and watched Jurassic Park 1 and was like okay I'm gonna copy Alan Grant who's the most serious you know it worked well for Sam Neill at the time but that's not Chris Pratt he if he has, he's just not, it doesn't work for him in my opinion. So anyways, that's, that was all wrong. But the concept of Jurassic Park, splicing dinosaurs together, the, um, the, uh, uh, I forgot the name of that white, beautiful T-Rex raptor hybrid thing. Indominus Rex was really cool. Um, the con, it's like my big dom is, is Jurassic World. Some people it's Fast and the Furious. Some people it's comic book movies, you know? Whatever your dumb is, that's fine. I'm not judging. Fish, you love, you know, Pacific Rim. You like to see robots beating up giant kaiju. Who mm -hmm. doesn't? Mm -hmm. It's cool. It's good right. stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, my point is just that the new trailer looks awful. It looks like the dinosaurs are just, they have to try and save them from the island going to shit, and then they're taking them back to the world. I've seen Jurassic Park, The Lost World. I know what happens when they try to bring dinosaurs back to America, all right, or wherever. It's dumb. It's dumb as fuck. There was a, you know... Uh, Wait, you don't want to see a Dominus Rex drinking out of a pool? <laughs> Eating the dog? <laughs> Isn't that what happened? It drank out of the pool and then ate that kid's dog? Uh, no. uh, if I remember right, he like the t the kids like sleeping in the Lost World, and then the T Rex puts his head up, and then like the the doghouse just falls out of his mouth and shatters, as if to imply that he ate the dog. And poor kid. Mm -hmm. Um, it was just it was. It, I mean, it was cool when I was like fifteen or twelve years old, but I'm telling you, I'm back and watch. <laughs> you keep lowering this age so no one thinks bad of you. <laughs> I really enjoyed it when I was three. <laughs> 
It was great when I was 25, uh, eight, uh, six years old. Yeah, I just keep dropping. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I don't, I don't have to make excuses for those movies because I don't think they're good movies. I just like them, even yeah. though they're not good, and I can admit that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that this particular trailer makes me think that this could be even one of those movies that I don't like. So, But I was mm-hmm. wrong. Everyone else thinks it looks great. Did, have you guys seen the trailer? Do you have an opinion on this? I've not sure. seen this one yet, no. Uh, pretty much the same cast, I think. Uh-huh. Um, going back to, yeah, the island. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm curious to see how they deal with the dinos. Um, in that trailer, I think, yeah, they, they were like running from lava. Yeah, like a volcano or something? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was fucking kind of corny. I was like, God huh. damn it. No. It's yeah. like they, they took the twist in Jurassic Park, The Lost World, where they went to steal the dinosaurs to make money off them in America. And they said, let's just do that. But they're actually saving them instead of stealing them. And it's just, mm-hmm. I, there are so many interesting things they could have done. After this, especially after the first one, if you've seen Jurassic World, Henry Wu or whatever, he steals a lot of the embryos and he gets on that helicopter and like they were setting him up to be an interesting villain. And there were so many cool things they could have done. And it looks like they're just throwing into a big pile of shit. So, but, you know, we could be wrong. I've seen I couldn't think of any examples, but I've seen bad trailers and then watched the movie and been like, wow, that trailer made it look like garbage. But the movie was actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. So. It happens. Miracle. Miracles happen. Yeah. It's got a cool name, Fallen Kingdom. I'll give him that, right? That name sounds cool. Fallen Kingdom. I'd play Which that. Kind of, sell, kind of sounds like that Transformers movie. Oh, was no. It, was it Fallen Night or something? Um, Night of the Fallen, maybe? Or Dark? No. Um, Dark? I don't know. I don't keep track of the Transformer garbage. I just I, I try to <laughs> pretend that that shit doesn't exist, man. Uh, it's a summer popcorn movie. Yeah, you're you're more forgiving of those even than I. I am. Are you gonna yeah. go see the new Pacific Rim? Yeah, I I want to. Yeah, I think it comes out end of this month. Oh, it's um, out tomorrow, I think, or today. Oh. I think it's out today. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll eventually see it. Bye, um, fish. I like oh. the first one. Yes. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's out today. Hey right, guys, it's been a good a show. Movie. Bye. <laughs> so quick to kick me off the podcast, Josh. Um, no, I, I definitely, I, I enjoyed the first one. Uh, I thought it was cool um, how they set up uh, how to pilot. It, it, it takes like two people to pilot one of those robots and, and they have to be like in this weird sink. Like, mm. And they went into a lot of depth about it. And uh, instead of just like somebody jumping into a cockpit and taking full control over uh fully mechanized, you know, robot, they... They go into more depth about it and made it more interesting, I think. And that the action is definitely cool. It's kind of like a it's like a cross between Gundam and Godzilla. You know, there was um. Well, you're right. Now, actually, the first one didn't bother me until the end. It started to fall apart. It's Guillermo del Toro, which we talked about the Shape of Water last week. He actually made that, so that's kind of interesting, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I was gonna say that the don't want, go look at the reviews if you're interested in seeing it because they're saying this is like. A turd on the level with Transformers. So, oh, oh no! Apparently, they ditched all story, and it's just robots beating things up. And... <laughs> okay. And they're like, "Oh, let's grab the kid from Star Wars." Well, everyone likes the guy from Star Wars. Let's throw him in a mech here. Yeah. So 
He'll sell some tickets, yeah. And the director sucks too. It's not it's not Del Toro. I mean, that should tell you one thing. Del Toro went off to make uh Shape of Water and some other stuff, and then some other guy jumped in and you know. Mm-hmm. Um but the only thing that gives me hope for Jurassic Park Fallen or Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is the director, J. A. Boyana. Now this doesn't mean anything, but he's created some some well received films. He did this movie called The Impossible. It's about a disaster. It had like Naomi Watts in it. Very good reviews. Um, he did this other really weird movie about um, uh, monsters as well. It's kind of a low budget thing. It only made like three point eight million dollars. It's called A Monster Calls, but it has like an eighty six tomato meter. So the director of this new Jurassic World movie is actually really good. I was just looking at that, and that's um, that doesn't mean anything because you know, I imagine when you get your chance to make a big movie like this, you want to put your stamp on it. But you know, it gets fucking plate. You know they. They sit a bunch of audiences in the theater and they're testing it and you have to cut stuff you don't want to cut. I imagine it's just fucking irritating as hell if you're a director. Gotta, with... gotta make sure you got that Snickers advertisement subliminally, subliminally Try it again. There sub, 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 <laughs> subliminally. Subliminally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how would you get the Snickers advertisement in the... Uh... Jurassic World uh, movie fish. Just, just put it over Chris Pratt's scrotch. <laughs> like he's just, just sitting in a jeep, and he's like, "Get in!" And there's just Snickers right there on his crotch. Like, oh, Snickers, I'm hungry. Or it's like that Chris scene Pratt's from. Penis. Um, <laughs> as much as I love to hear you talk about Chris Pratt's penis all day, um, Pratt's penis. Uh, there's, uh, or it's like that scene from the first one where that girl is um, Ellie Sattler's digging through the mounds of dinosaur poop with those gloves on, and then she just pulls out a uh-huh. Snickers bar. <laughs> <laughs> Mounds oh, yeah. of shit. Yeah, that's a more obvious one. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I couldn't think of anything more creative than that. And lastly, um Jurassic Park or Jurassic uh Donkey Kong Country two and three. So I I just about finished Donkey Kong Country two. I spent all so here's a weird story. My girlfriend went out of town to Vegas and I was watching both my kids for the weekend. Now my my nine month old daughter I can't really do anything with her because she requires constant attention for after, you know, small spurts of time. So I couldn't really do anything the whole weekend. But when I take her in my daughter's room is where my uh, CRT television is. And what I do is I, I baby proof that room and I let her crawl around in there and have fun. And that allows me to play a lot of Super Nintendo games more so than I normally would um, when I need a break. So I played a lot of Donkey Kong. I must have played like three or four straight hours. Um, if not more last weekend, mm. just the ga- the hardest parts of that game, world four, five, six, like just the brutalest fucking, oh my God. Oh, and it was great. I loved every minute of it. And, um, I'm on, I'm on the last boss right now, nice. but I'm savoring it. The last so. boss or the last boss? Just the regular playthrough <sighs> or in-game stuff? Well, I know there's that weird secret world that you can unlock with all those DK coins. Is that what you're talking about? Is there a boss there? Yes, there are. Actually, that's one of the reasons I really love Donkey Kong Country 2, was that it added... In, in the first game, you collected the Kong letters, and that was kind of the extent of the exploration. Like, every, mm-hmm. everything you found was just extra lives. Uh, whereas in 2... You can find DK coins. All the bonus levels give you yes. uh, um, Kremla coins, which allow you to open up bonus worlds and stuff like that. 
So all the exploration actually unlocks new content. Um, which feels really good and allows you to kind of go through the game again, you know, on the same save file, just exploring the levels, trying to find everything in them. Um, yeah. And I loved that as a kid. I played a bunch of Donkey Kong Country 2, a bunch of Donkey Kong Land 2, which came out just after this one and basically took all the design decisions from Donkey Kong Country 2 and just put the, it on the, the Game, Game Boy, Boy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see, played the a problem ton with the Game of that Boy, as a kid. Going back, though, I played that one, dude, mm-hmm. and like you won't notice it at the time, but the Game Boy screen was so small that it, like you... It was harder because you could barely see yeah. anything. You could. You could see like five feet in front of Diddy Kong. And you're mm-hmm. like, I can't fucking do this shit. Yeah, yeah, that was a hard game. I have no idea how I made it through. Like, the Game Boy ones were harder just because there was less real estate to work with on those things. Yeah. Yeah. I think honestly there is a there's a level at the end of this game where you're you're in a castle. It reminds me of Mario, but way way harder. You're in a castle as it's pushing you upwards. It's like a moving platform and mm-hmm. you can get smashed in different areas and it's you're it's like Fish's Nightmare. There's bees everywhere. There's barrel shooting. There's fucking like uh there's crazy enemies throwing hooks at you in weird patterns. It is I spent like 30 or 40 minutes on that level today. Like not even kidding you and I'm like a master at this fucking game. It's that there's there is no checkpoint in the entire level. There's no mm-hmm. fucking checkpoint in the whole level. It's it's crazy. Um and even though I think Donkey Kong 1 is the masterpiece, Donkey Kong 2 definitely has more content. It's weirder and darker and I'll tell you this, that game is fucking tough. Like I Mm. it's tough man I'm it, telling can, you. it gets there like I was saying like the, the end game stuff the first three worlds are kind of a joke like they, yes, they barely give yeah. you any lives in this game compared to the first one mm-hmm. and you can't lose them like you just you can't like there's nothing to kill you like I don't think I died in the first two worlds there was just yeah nothing threatening at all, um, and I hadn't played this in decades. Um, well, I was actually worried when I started playing it too, Josh, because I played the first up until the first um, sticker brush symphony level or the first barrel level. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I, everyone says this game is much harder, but maybe it's because I just played Donkey Kong Country, but it's not. It's not. It's actually in some ways it felt easier to me. Yeah, yeah, and I think I was, it gets there. I think it just has a a much longer learning curve. Oh. Trust me, Josh, yeah. it fucking gets there. I'm not even blowing smoke up your ass. The next world, when you get to Kremlin, it's like this weird carnival place. Yeah. That is when there's like a level where you get stuck in sap and it's hard to jump. There's these weird minecart levels where you have to grab like yeah. um, energy or this ghost is chasing you. There is, dude, it's. Yeah, and that's they do not a even... lot of weird things with this one, which I, I really like. There's. I like Bosses? it, but it can be hard oh, because they'll, they'll, they'll bring in a mechanic for a level. One level. Yeah, yeah type stuff. Level. So you'll have to figure out what's going on. For example, the first two minecart levels in this game operate differently. Mm-hmm. The first one operates like the first game. When you jump, the cart comes with you. The second one, you jump out of the cart, which you completely jump off the cart. changes yes. the way the gameplay works. Like you'll have to, you know, jump, get stuff, and, you know, make your way back to the cart as it's moving down the track and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good most of the time. However, it makes a single hit pretty much lethal because yes, in yeah. order for you to get back in the cart, 
they immediately stop the cart anytime you take damage, which, oddly enough, generally kills you because there's no way you can get back to the cart after you've taken a hit. Um, well, it throws off your momentum. It's a little confusing yeah. once you get used to it. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's, it's strange. It's, they, it's very different. There's this level where like the wind is blowing in different directions, mm-hmm. and it's like in the later portion of the game, and as you flip out of barrels, Fish, I'm not even kidding you, you have to time barrel shots with the wind. So the wind's going back and forth, and when you go into oh, the wind, it, it's fucking crazy, dude. It's... <laughs> That's like, a nightmare. I, dude, I spent like half an hour on this level. I'm like, if I'm having trouble, Fish would have blown his fucking dick off by now, man. There would just be dick shratting yeah. all over this bedroom. So, I... Yeah, that, that's why I opted for, you know, the, the hot sauce trench banana. Well, you were playing the easy donkey long, too, yeah. so I don't even know what that's about. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot the, the <clears throat> best mechanic in this game that they finally allowed you to pick up your uh, your companion Partner. and throw them. Throw them, yeah. Which is really cool. fun. It, it yeah, it, it, there's just there's so much more going on in Donkey Kong 2 than in the first one. There is. So but, much but there more. Sh- but there should be. I mean, yeah. At all, this, and the craziest thing about this game, it came out in one year. It's like the Terminator 2 syndrome. This, they made this fucking game in a year, and when you play it, like, even when I thought the game was over, there kept was like more and more levels and they were getting harder and harder. And I'm like, yeah. this is fucking incredible. Like, how did they make this whole game in one year? Like, mm-hmm. they were feeling it, man. They were locked well, fucking in. They they probably had the engine already and, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of the assets. So that's doable. It makes you wonder if games back in the day, this is not to discriminate against them, but they definitely seemed easier to make. Um, like, there is no way in hell a AAA title nowadays can be made in one year that's of any quality. Like, even the games that come out every year, like Call of Duty, they switch to different studios. This was the same studio, the same team, the same fucking composers, and, like, they just churned it out. And that's released the next year. So, like, Donkey Kong Country 1 was released in 94. This was released in 95. Like, that's insane. Like, that's literally insane. Um, anyways. Random food for thought. I just think that stuff's... The game is fucking incredible. I, I think it's fucking incredible. I, yeah. I It feels great. The music is a, it's a masterpiece. I was going to read a couple quick comments um, from on the Instagram. I got one. Because I posted a... If you go to our Instagram page, I did sort of a retrospective. It's four videos long, talking about, very briefly, my thoughts on the entire Donkey Kong Country series. Um couple comments that stuck out to me. Um, VM Bruce said, I just went back in time looking at that swordfish. What a freaking classic. If the music doesn't get you going, you're not a true gamer. Yeah, I said it. Hashtag DK. I agree. I agree. Music doesn't get you going. You're not a true gamer. Fish. <clears throat> Wait, what, what did he mention about the swordfish? It was a she. And she said, well, in the video, I have this scene where you're like, um, all, you know, Flying around on the swordfish, swimming around on the swordfish. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it just brought back some nostalgia. Um, <clears throat> but fish doesn't have nostalgia, so it doesn't work for him. Melissa Nunez, 21, said, I couldn't agree more. I love the Donkey Kong series way more than Mario. And I always will be. I always will be. because um, Fuck, I can't read today. And I always will because it's so beautiful, fun, and I love the style of it. The music really is super badass, too. Some of my favorite soundtracks. Um, and... Cheesy Play said, although I can slightly agree, and not even for nostalgic purpose, but what Crash Bandicoot did for an era on the PlayStation 1 as it started the course for Crash 3 was phenomenal. Fixed and corrected everything from the first two and excelled in platforming games and beyond the little 8-10 to year old mind I had growing up. You know, 
Crash is great, but I can tell you going back, Crash 3 was really easy. It did not hold up as well as I, I thought it would. I blew through Crash 3, um, whereas Crash 1 and 2 were, were still really tough. And um, Omega Caratone said, Donkey Kong Country 2, Sticker Brush Symphony. Love it. That's one of the classic tracks from um, Donkey Kong Country 2 that everyone should know. And if you haven't, it's beautiful. So, a lot of good comments, but I will. I don't even have to talk a lot about Donkey Kong Country 3. I'll just say, playing it, that it's fucking weird. Because, so they got trapped in this weird era where Donkey Kong Country 3 came out the next year in 1996. And by that point, we had already kind of moved on to the Super Nintendo. In fact, or I'm sorry, the Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's a Grandma Kong in the game that you go to to save your game. And she's playing a Nintendo 64 in a Super Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. That's how this was. The, this was the dying swan song of the Super Nintendo, but it got trapped because you couldn't compete with the challenge of Donkey Kong Country Two. The 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 it was formulaic at that point, and they tried some weird things like uh, this Baby Kong that yeah. they threw in there. Well, just, yeah, from one to two, one of the characters moved over, and then from two to three, the other new character moved over, moved over, and then you got another, you know, new character. Is kind of the I guess the, the the way they decided to go with it, mm-hmm. but the control differences between the characters in three just never felt as good. Like I, I loved two. One one is good as well, but not as much because like I was I mentioned this to you earlier in the week. Most of those differences were combat related. Um, they mm. they boiled down to if you're doing any platforming, Donkey Kong fucking sucks. You don't want them. You 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 want to be playing as Diddy Kong all the time. And then anytime you see an enemy, you just switch to Donkey Kong. And it, it never felt good. Um, I don't play that way at all, but I respect your opinion. Um, so you just skip all the uh, optional stuff because there's, there's no way you can get to it with Donkey Kong well, in, no, the, 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 in the first one. Secret stuff aside, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like what I would normally do is I put Donkey Kong in front so that if he dies, You've got I a have good Diddy character. left. Yeah, Diddy, he, he moves much better. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like that the fact, like, the only problem that I have with Donkey Kong Country 2 is that even though it's much harder, both characters almost feel too good. Like, she flies and glides, mm-hmm. and Diddy's fast and speedy, but I almost feel like it's too much of a good thing. It doesn't feel as balanced now. It works for the game because it's a different thing. So, I don't know. It's just weird playing a game called Donkey Kong Country and there's no Donkey Kong. It was fucking strange. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but, but they're both good and also both very different. Whereas yes, yeah, Donkey yeah. Kong and Diddy Kong were basically the same, except one of them actually ran and jumped correctly. Um, yes. Whereas, yeah, in this one, they're very different. Like, uh, Diddy Kong will jump a little higher. Not a lot, but enough to be noticeable. He'll jump a lot farther, but can't glide. And the gliding yeah. is super useful for certain certain things. Um, mm-hmm. And so you find yourself switching between them a lot, um, a lot more than whenever I was in, you know, playing through Donkey Kong. Um, See, the weird thing is I don't switch between them, but when one, like, I like them both. So when one dies, I don't really worry too much about it. Now, you're probably right. There's probably a more strategic way to play. I just kind of just go with whoever I have. And then um, unless I'm going for secrets, there's some things you can't get. Yeah. Some of them you specifically need one character or the other. Um, and, just, and she's fun. She floats, and she's gonna be in. She's in Tropical Freeze, isn't she? Dixie Kong. Yes. 
And she's still I'm float around sure, and stuff? Yeah, so. I'm pretty sure it's been years since I've played this at this point. But I'm pretty sure the way that one works is um, you switch during the levels. Like, in, you know how you'll just find a barrel that has a character in them, but it's always the same character in all oh, the old ones? it's got specific characters It's in got this specific one. ones. Like, yeah. you'll find a level where the barrels will have, you know, a, a specific yes. character because they'll have mechanics that work really well for that character. Um, yeah, and that's, that's right. kind of the way it works in Tropical Freeze, which felt really good. Going through it, it's a cool That's, idea. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that well a lot. They, yes, because they they leaned into that for the mechanics instead of the animal companions. Whereas basically, in two, there are drastically, drastically different animal companions. Where it, instead of just the rhino and the yeah. swordfish, you have a, a spider, a frog, a parrot, a <sighs> snake, yeah. all these different things that control Weird very yeah. differently. Uh-huh. To have like special little special moves and stuff to be able to get to different areas, and it's yeah, it's they cra- take, they take that idea the... and then just move it onto the the Kongs for tropical freeze. Yeah, which is and, and there probably is still animals. There's probably still the rhino. I bet they kept the rhino around. Um, they probably do. I can't the... remember. It's like I said, it's been a while. So well, I know the rhino's in there, but I don't know if he's the only one. But he must be. Um, I will say that there is, yeah, there's this one level where you have to get on the spider and you have to shoot webs at the spider, but when you press the button again, the web opens up and creates mm-hmm. a platform. And it's like this crazy level where you're sh- creating your own platforms yeah. while platforming. Is what, like, there, the creativity in two is just bananas. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. Um, but, anyways, I, <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so goddamn good. I'm not even going to ask Fish to play because then it'll never happen. But he is You should out. play through the first couple worlds because they are much easier. You could get through the first couple worlds in like half an hour to an hour. No. Don't, I, so. don't say that. You never know what's going to happen. All right. <laughs> if, if he has trouble with it, it might upset him. And then he's going to be like, oh, my God. But he's, Josh is probably right. I don't you, the first the beginning of Donkey Kong Country 2. It's weird. It's easier. And then it gets like 10 times harder in the second half. It's like it just fucking jackal and hide thing uh and Donkey Kong country 3 has a weird open world and it's it looks good but there's just things about the way the animals look in that game and like josh said the the mechanics and it feels kind of played out it's just it's weird it's just a weird thing i still mm-hmm. think it's a good game but it's weird to go from like masterpiece classic that's eh, a pretty good game yeah. you know what i mean well, it's like it's a big drop weird emphasis on the overworld too because you like move around on it instead of just having like a level select yeah. like a when you kill the bosses, yeah. you would get parts for your hovercraft. Yeah, it's strange. And it was. Yeah. It was. That was a strange game. That was. I thought. Yes, yeah, strange is a good word. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's why I'm enjoying playing it because it's so weird. But I wouldn't necessarily. It's so hit or miss in so many mm-hmm. areas, man. Like the the bosses are go from like being awesome to ridiculously dumb, and like all. Ugh, it's it's. It's a lot of fun for me to play with my analytical mind, but it's definitely a huge drop off in quality. But I think that's because it came at this weird point where yeah. the Super Nintendo was dead. It was ready to die, and probably you were in some sort of yeah. contract well, or yeah, that year. Look, I'm going to Google it right it's, now. It's, it's Best odd. games of like, 1996. There were, there were a lot of good SNES games that came out once it was dead, like more than people remember. Um, but. But yeah, like like you're saying, it it was it was an odd era for that system going on there. 
Um, okay, nineteen ninety six. The best games released were Quake, Duke Nukem three D, Super Mario sixty four, Diablo, Civilization two, the first Resident Evil, Super Mario RPG, the mm-hmm. first fucking Tomb Raider, like Crash Bandicoot, like. Yeah. Fucking Pokemon Red and Blue was 1996? Mm-hmm. That must have been Japan. No, that can't be right. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it's Mario right. Kart 60. Jesus fucking. And then Donkey Kong Country 3. So, like, that sticks out like a sore thumb in that, like, gaming had evolved and yeah, Donkey but, Kong but there was, was There was still good weird. stuff coming out for the, the Super Nintendo, which was just bizarre. Like, real bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was one of those people that was late to the PlayStation, so I played a lot of Donkey Kong 3 growing up because my family still had the Super Nintendo. We were late to, you know, a lot of, back in the day, it was different. Like, you didn't just get a new mm-hmm. system right away because they were expensive. Yeah, yeah. So, and it still sold, like I said, it was the d- top 10 selling game uh, for Super Nintendo, so it was still popular because so many people owned it, but from a creation standpoint, it came at a weird time. Mm-hmm. Um, brrr, anyways. I feel good getting some of that Donkey Kong off my chest. I won't be able to talk about it again until we, um, until Tropical Freeze comes out. I'm on a personal quest to play them all leading up to that. Mm-hmm. But that should be the end of me taking up a lot of time on the podcast with it. Um, if you haven't played those games in a while, I highly recommend playing the first two as well. And David Wise, the composer. I, this is, I wrote this down and I had to say this because this, this is my biggest note. That I, I know, I keep going, right? You keep thinking I'm done, and I keep going. I, I bolded this as the most important note, okay? I'm not even kidding you. I said, this, the music in Donkey Kong Country is beautiful and gorgeous and haunting and melodic, and it's a game about a fucking monkey chasing bananas. So whoever made that decision, like that creative decision to say, you know what? Let's get real ethereal with it. Let's get, like, who the fuck, whoever made that decision, God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> it makes no fucking sense. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we got a pretty cool email I wanted to read on the show. Uh, by the way, if you'd like to send us an email that we can read on the show, um, we get them from time to time, and they're a lot of fun. Uh, this email here is from Cornelius. And it's a fucking fantastic question. He says, hello, Sword Chomp. I'm sending a topic I would like to share or hear thoughts about on. What type of genre we love to see our favorite game characters in? Let's say a theme like Legend of Zelda enter the science fiction world of Star Fox. So if I read that poorly, I'm going to try to explain it like this. Basically, the idea is you take a character or a franchise and kind of move it into another theme or setting. In this case, his example was what if there was a science fiction style Zelda game? which is kind of cool of an idea if you could pull that off. So, um, Fish, I'll throw it to you first. I know you've been kind of drifting off because I've been blabbering on about Donkey Kong and just PTSD, (laughs) spicy bananas and all that stuff. Uh, So how do you feel about this question? Like, what what are you thinking uh, if you're going to mix the... the Oh, that's tough. Ah, Trying to think. My favorite genre right now... I want to mix my favorite game of last year, which would be Zelda. Okay. Which is the same game that uh, are in the email that you just read. Uh-huh. Um, Real original fish. Good with... job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, do- I'm doing terrible here. I'm doing terrible. Um, 
don't know. I'm trying to freeball this and I'm doing terrible at it. Um, you ever freeballed before? No. Hmm. Oh. It's your first time. All right. That first takes a little getting used to. Here. Mazel tov. <laughs> it takes a little yeah. getting used to. They're going to kind of stick to your legs. Um, yeah. I'm trying to unstick them right now and got to do kind of a right. wiggle. Well, while, uh, you, know, you think about it for a second. I'm going to throw it to Josh, okay? You ponder it. Um, mm-hmm. Josh, don't ponder them too hard. Scene, they'll, <laughs> they'll chafe. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, so this is, I thought this was a really cool question. For me, it's always been a weird one. Like, I love the world and the setting of like Final Fantasy games, but they're always pretty typical in you know, their JRPG kind of settings, but they're always weird and beautiful. And I would love to see like a crime game set in the Final Fantasy world. Like, let's say if, like one of the newer Final Fantasies, like an eight or a seven or a 15. And, but I want the game to be like a Nor style, like heavy rain kind of thing where you're like a detective. And, but the things about that world that are really beautiful and weird, like the plant life or the buildings and the people, those things would add a flavor that's really unique. Um, so I would love to see a like detective game set in like a Final Fantasy world. I think that would be really cool and weird, hmm. and it makes no sense, which is why I think it could be awesome. Yeah, that could work. It'll never yeah. happen. Yeah, I'd love to see that. You need to play as a Moogle. <laughs> like, the, oh yeah, the detective yeah. needs to be a Moogle. That would be just yeah, <laughs> detective Moogle. No, a Moogle was murdered. Yeah, you, you have, have to, to figure... find out who killed the other Moogle. The, the King Moogle. Uh-huh, yeah, he's yeah. murdered. <laughs> I want this now. <laughs> it was a domestic dispute. The uh, disgruntled Moogle. <laughs> Here, fish, you be the Kubo. Make a Kubo. Make the sound of a Kubo getting murdered or a Moogle getting murdered. Go for it. Kubo. Um, I didn't say a Kubo. I didn't say a <laughs> like a Moogle reaching <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> Koopo! <laughs> uh, I imagine a Koopo being thrown off a building. Show me your Koopo face. Uh, Koopo being thrown off a building, that's fucked up. They just splat, yeah. man. They have wings. Yeah, cuts off his... That sounds like yeah, the least efficient cut... way to kill a Moogle. Well, no, if they cut off his wings and then they threw him off. Ooh, that's morbid. That's, that's like... some fucked up shit. Yeah. You find the Moogle wings? Oh, shit. We got <laughs> the Moogle wings here. Seven yeah, Moogle wings. the blood trail. <laughs> Leads off the edge of the building. They there's something more. They tie like a a ball and chain to it and sink it to the bottom of a river. Never had a chance. This is getting really fucked up. I don't know if I want this game anymore. <laughs> we've we've ruined out it. Of it. We've ruined it. We mm. no no. We can't do yeah. this now. <laughs> oh no! In Final Fantasy VIII, they had those uh, the Moombas, those little tiger like lion dudes. Oh weird! Yeah, I don't even remember those. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Moomba versus the Moogles. Yeah. They'd have to see the weird yeah. thing is they'd have to pick a specific FF game to set it in. So any of the the modern or any of them, I'd be okay with. Um, but it'd be very specific to that world, and I think people would get thrown off by it. So, but I mean, look at it this way: they do all the other dumb spinoffs, like oh, Final Fantasy Thirteen had two fucking mediocre spinoffs that were basically the same fucking game. Why couldn't they take a spinoff in that world and make it something weird and interesting? You know. Anyways, yeah. Enough blabbering for me. Have you had time to uh, stall yet, Fish? Have you thought of something? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I I would... Let's see. I'll give you free answers. We're going to put Laura Croft okay. in the world of Nathan Drake. Uh, and they're going to have crazy, crazy sex. Just, Think about how that's, fit... With it, zombies. Na- okay, yeah. I'm invoking Shayir. 
Let's, let's okay. throw some zombies I'll, in I'll there. live with it. As long as Nathan Drake <laughs> and Laura Croft get to have crazy wild monkey sex. Think about how acrobatic Laura Croft is, and think about how acrobatic Nathan Drake is. Yeah. Really? Nathan Drake's more like a Can't Laura Croft fool. only move at right angles? <laughs> this is the yeah. mod- That's not the, <laughs> not the old school Laura Croft. He just, he just gets those triangle boobs right in the face. Ah! Ah! It's like fucking little needles. No, um, they're both really athletic. I mean, Nathan Drake's <laughs> flying around on mountains. I mean, true story. I was reading about the, uh, the Olympic. So there's this place called the Olympic, uh, mansion or whatever. Anyways, it's a place where all the Olympians go to stay whenever they go to, you know where this is going. It's true story. Basically because they're all young, single, um, athletes, because it's hard for them to keep relationships because they're training in their whole life obsessively for the Olympics. And they're all really handsome or beautiful and fit as hell. And then, so what would happen, Fish? I, imagine you shoved hundreds of single, gorgeous, physically fit human beings into a very small villa for a couple weeks. Um, co-ed. What do you think would happen? Mm. You have to sell all the couches games. when they leave. <laughs> yeah, a lot of board games, a lot of, you know... A lot of sex. A lot of sex, I'm imagining. A lot of sex, oh. Oh, okay. It's just like, um... Do you got video? I'm not trying to be gross. I'm just telling you that this is real and I read about it. And I'm also trying to stall for you because you still haven't got a fucking answer for me. (laughs) Alright, if you don't have an answer, that's fine. My answer is pretty damn good. But if you guys could... Look, I gave you the Laura Croft Tomb Mm -hmm. Raider crossover. Yeah. That's free points. I'll I'll only sign off on that if they're both naked in that video game. Okay. Well, you want Drake naked, and I respect that. Um, huh. uh, but <laughs> how would Elena feel about that? All right. Oh, dude, that would be a badass triangle where like Elena's like really pissed, and she's like coming after fucking Laura Croft, and Drake's just like, I he's, Drake is like torn. He's like, I, I am love you, Elena. All of this, just to your aware, one... you keep going because this is just a fucking painful. Oh, I love it. I'm, I'm stalling for you guys. I'm helping you guys out. Anyways, do you guys not have an answer, a real answer? No, I've got one. Okay, go ahead. What we, and this, this is one we need, and we need it soon. Um, we need an Animal Crossing sci-fi game, like a like Halo-type or, or Mass Effect. Mass Effect would be better, just because it's got you know more different alien species that aren't trying to kill each other. Um, or maybe like Stardew Valley, because you can have yeah, like Stardew Valley or something Stardew like Valley. that. You know, where you're just, yeah. you know, just doing menial chores and stuff, but none of the menial chores make sense to you because it's not an earth farm. You're, yes, like you yes. have to figure out what yeah. the hell the menial chores are because <laughs> you've never heard yeah. of any of them. Like this tree has spikes on it and it grows sideways. How the fuck am I supposed to grow it? Or- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I've always, I told that to my lady when she was playing Stardew Valley because she loved it. I was like, you know, I think I'd love this game if it wasn't a farm because the game is just boring to me aesthetically, so I can't get into what I would otherwise like about it. Like, I have no interest mm. in growing farm crops and fences. It's just yeah, not for me because... It eventually gets... It opens up, so you have more options of stuff you can do. Like, there's a dungeon in there that you can kind of go into to be able to fight stuff and collect different sorts of resources and stuff mm. um yeah it just and it opens up there's different ways you can make money other than just your farm 
Um, but what I'm but saying is your idea, Josh, yeah. would make me like that game more. If it was mm-hmm. a whole... Everything was just weird, you know? Yeah. That's a good one. That'd be fun. I think so. Fish, still got nothing? Mm. Yeah, you don't want to hear mine, I guess. Yeah, um, I do. Of course I do. Okay, okay. Um, how about a beat-em-up game? Uh-huh. Alright, side side scrolling beat 'em up. Okay. But in the world of inside. Okay. Be- I, I I don't know hmm. where I'm going with that, but Okay. I, I guess I guess it would be fun. I, I if you had like a bunch of enemies just piling in there. So you're the Kinda little boy like, and you're beating up. I don't see how that works though, because there are a bunch of grown ups and blob. It creatures. seems like there was a war going on mm. in that world. Uh huh. Like, you could, it's a side yeah. story to Insight. Where yeah, you're like trying not to infiltrate. you're not playing <laughs> as the same character, but like in the same world. I could see something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, a like spinoff. The, the mindless, the mindless husk people. Or essentially running rampant and you're one of the lucky few who isn't controlled and uh, able to fight back, I guess. And Yeah. When was uh, the last time you played a beat-em-up, Fish? Uh, long time ago. Yeah. Trying to think. Cuphead would be close to a beat-em-up at times, but I wouldn't really consider... Not sort a beat-em-up, of. but it is side-scrolly at times. Yeah. Shooter. Yeah, it's more side scroll platformer. Yeah. It approaches beat 'em up. Um, beat 'em ups are dead. Yeah. Like Castle Crashers was the last big beat 'em up I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the last one that really caught on. Um I mean the spot the Scott Pilgrim game came out after that and I heard people yeah. said it was really good, but I never played that one. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, was more recent that than that. But I, I can't think of anything uh-huh. other than those two recently. I'm sure there's stuff, like but just nothing that really caught on. In remember the, the bouncer? Way. That was a weird beat 'em up that God, came out. That was horrible. Out. I own that game. That thing is such a fucking turd. That is, oh. Never played it, but it had a cool cover. Yeah, it does. That's Very the best thing about the game. Yeah. It's <laughs> it tricks you into getting it. Yeah, I, I there wasn't a lot out on the PS2 when it came out, so I remember mm. enjoying it because. PS2 is very new, but I'm sure if I went back with a critical eye, it would <laughs> yeah. seem like dog shit now. Oh, uh, yeah. I may have to um, I may have to break that game open at some point just to uh, record some of that game or something so you can see it fish. It's <laughs> the bouncer. It's magically the bad. That's a topic one day, mm, the death okay. of the beat 'em up. I bet we could bring I bet they could bring that back and people would be all about it, man. They did it right. Uh, yeah. there's still enough people yeah. that appreciate it. I think it's possible. Make it a co-op. Yeah, make it a co-op. Bring it full circle. Make it a co-op. I mean, you couldn't do a beat-em-up that wasn't a co-op. That would just be a death sentence, really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, anyways, thank you for the email. Fantastic question. And um, took it to some very dark, weird places. (laughs) Now, just to kind of wrap up the show here, no bio break because um, Shay wasn't here this week, but we will... um, bring it back full circle with some really cool topics next week. I know some of the things we're thinking about talking about, and they're really, really interesting. Um, and yeah, I don't know. If the, uh, the only thing I've still been playing a lot of into the breach. And I'm still loving it. I spent like my whole Saturday night with a migraine after my kid went to sleep. Um, I had like a five Island run. I'm still loving it. Don't got a lot to add on to it. Um, 
I just, if you have a PC, I think you should really give the game a shot. Mm -hmm. I, I was looking at the Steam top sellers list, and it wasn't on there. I know it's doing well, but it's just a bummer to see like that game's just not getting enough attention. So yeah, kind of a bummer. I just don't think there's a huge, huge tactical game audience. Like it's, yeah, yeah, and I feel like this could change some minds if if people it gave could. it a chance. But it, it's a hard sell. Like you just. Convincing someone who doesn't game, like Josh, tactical games to give it a shot. If this was on the Switch, it would have sold. They could turn this into a phenomenon. They'd have released this on the Switch to good yeah. buzz. Everybody buys everything on the Switch. I mean, it would have been perfect. So I mean, it would work well enough if they gave it the touchscreen yeah. support. And really, we we've mentioned this a few times before. It would be good on a tablet too. So if they ever built in the touchscreen support, they could port it to both easily enough at that point. It will. They yeah. made FTL and that eventually came to iPad. So mm -hmm. when this game does go to other things, I will see it get new life. Yeah. But yeah, I think so. I think it's going to have a long tail. I mean, as much as we've been talking about it, I, I have to imagine other people are going to pick it up at some point and just be, you know, really surprised by, mm -hmm. you know, how good this tactical game is, even if they don't like tactical games. So that genre is the toughest tactical. That's the toughest, toughest genre for me to get into. Mm -hmm. And. I love this game with all my heart, but I've been playing it a lot, so I'm starting to get a little bit burned out on it. Hmm. Um, but I'll probably still play. I got to move on to other things, you know. I got yeah. Sea of Thieves. I got to play some more of The Way Out. Um, there's a lot of stuff to get to. Um, as we wrap up here, I was gonna say psh, I think we hit everything on the Instagram. By the way, at Sword Chomp on Instagram, got to plug it again. I got the Donkey Kong retrospective, um, a humorous look inside of Fish's Mech and uh, his plea for Olivia Munn. I want to thank everyone who congratulated my engagement. Uh, it's very kind of you. And, uh, of course, like I said, we have new polls every Tuesday, so you don't want to miss those. And then um, Thursdays, I try to get the question of the week up, and we will always try to correlate to the topic of the show. So it'll be a fun time. So um, I think that should do it, unless you guys got anything else, guys. Borderlands and chill. <laughs> Wrapping it up for one for the books here. Um. Yeah. Uh -huh. Anything, fish? I see you leaning in on that mic, real no, sensually. I, I, I think I think it's too late now. Yeah, just go ahead and wrap up this show right. without me talking about you know. Oh, oh, wait, that's right. There was something in Monster Hunter that somebody yes. mentioned. I don't. Yes, they they came out with a new monster in Monster Hunter. Um, Devil Joe. Devil Joe is that uh, actually how it's pronounced? Devil Joe. I think so. Pretty sure that's what I call him. Other people actually call him Devil Pickle or Pickle. Is that real? Like... Are you fucking with me? No, because <laughs> he looks like a pickle. Yeah. Sounds. I'm yeah. gonna Google it right now. Now I'm intrigued. <laughs> Any sort of phallic shaped monsters, I'm all over. Let me see here. Oh, he. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You should. Did you yeah. conquer Devil Joe? I did. Yeah, yeah. They. Uh, they. Well, in Monster Hunter, they you get a brief message at the uh, hub world of Devil Joe has appeared. Uh, go and search. Go and search for him. Uh, that's pretty much all it says. So you go on expeditions and you um, find his tracks, and then eventually um, you'll get enough of his tracks that it'll tell you if they're there. So, um, but yeah, I went to. Yep, that's him. Uh, I think it looks pretty I mean, cool. Doesn't look like a pickle. He does, yeah, he does look very fucking cool. Uh, but apparently he shows up in the world. There's a bit of there's a little bit of story to it. Um, 
uh, there's even a cutscene with the handler uh with the devil joe getting caught up you know she's she's out there and she ends up like a gate a great dragress gets uh, a hold of her somehow and she's like on top of the great dragress and then the devil joe appears and uh attacks a great jagras and somehow that handler ends up on top of the devil joe and you're trying to knock over the devil knock out the devil joe so she can get off of him and escape um which is kind of kind of humorous and stupid too that they added that in the game and you actually have to monster doesn't look stupid but that sounds stupid as fuck everything you just yeah i didn't really like that quest per se because i had to deal with the handler and she's kind of like a more annoying character yeah like yeah, after ever since the beginning of the game, where she literally wouldn't shut up if you didn't immediately go to town. Yeah, I just I wanted to have nothing to do with her after that. Just like just they they should have focused. Yeah, the story should have went more mysterious. Like they the mo- the story in that game was so bad, so bad. Yeah, but it's not what it's about. But, it's not about that. No, no, it's about your encounters with these monsters. And yeah, Devil Joe is uh he's a pretty strong adversary, but. Um, and actually seeing him in the wild was very fun. Um, the way I actually found him was I found him in the wild spireways, um, found his tracks and then he just appeared and, uh, freaked me out. Like my wife was actually watching me take him on and had a long fight with him, got him to where he was limping away from me. And, um, and then whenever you're in an expedition, like the, the monsters will actually have a, a little message that'll say this monster's leaving the locale soon and when you see that that means that oh uh, you got you literally got like five minutes to try and fucking kill the thing otherwise it'll just leave after all that progress you made of dwindling down its health it could just leave the map which sucks in expedition that's why i, I stay away from doing expedition but expedition is fun in, in the fact that you're not on a time limit or anything but as far as like actually going out and killing specific things, you're better off doing uh, optional quests or investigations for that. Um, but yeah, I I was doing that in a in an expedition and uh, killed him my first try. Uh, he killed me, I think, one or two times, but eventually I got him down and uh, very satisfying. His weapons and gear that he gives you is pretty cool and heavily based off of the look of him. Um, which a lot of the game is uh pickle. You get pickle gear. Is that what you're saying? Bunch of pickle yes. armor. Get pickle a, a pickle armor. cock armor protector. Mm-hmm. You look like a very angry pickle. I might have to get back into Monster Hunter now. Uh, mm-hmm. I like the pickle. Um, you can you, you can just edit this back into the beginning of the show, Josh. And Fish tells us about his battle with a giant pickle. Just put that in the intro somewhere <laughs> so we can tease this. I feel that this is hilarious, Josh. Do you see how Fish just perks up when it's Monster Hunter time? He's like, oh, he's talking all fast and he's all excited. Mm-hmm. It's so adorable. Yeah. It's a shame you guys don't play that game with me. I tried to, but the online systems were out of 1994, so um, I figured I'd go play actually a good game what? from 1994 instead. No. What? No. 2004. I'm sorry, 2004. Yeah. Yeah, there's no Thank online you. in 1984. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, no I such fucked, thing. I ruined my own joke. Sorry about that. Internet wasn't even born. <laughs> the, the internet wasn't invented in 1994. That's not. We're all using our AOL dial-up modems. 
um, mm-hmm. and using our chat rooms. Hi, I'm Fishsticks117. Anyways, uh, <laughs> want a cyber? <laughs> the good. <laughs> uh, hanging out on the space bar, picking up other guys the- who are pretending to be girls. <laughs> Dude, there was some. I have. That's. We don't, we're not going to get into that, but I have some crazy ch- chat room stories for <laughs> another day. Um, but I do want to highlight that in the intro of the show because I know that people, you know, like to hear about that stuff. Um, that's cool. I mean, that, that's one thing Monster Hunter does nail. The monsters in that game do look really badass in the art. It just, you know, I wish that Josh, I was, they were talking about this on the Waypoint podcast, but I wish they would have went farther into the, I, so you're murdering all these monsters, right? But they never really play into that aspect of the game on an interesting emotional level. Like these monsters are limping away and you're just slaughtering them. You know what I mean? It's very brutal and barbaric, but the game is kind of lighthearted and goofy and they don't really play into that concept. Sort of like when Pokemon tried to, um, touch on the idea that you were trapping and using these Pokemon against their will, but they didn't really do a great job of it. This, this game is, I wish that monster hunter really played into that darker aspect of, (laughs) I love how they always shrug that off. Oh no, these Pokemon really enjoy you enslaving them and making them fight. (laughs) Like that's, that's the reason why they respect you as a, as a trainer. It's like, Oh yeah. Then why is, why is Ash's Pikachu get to stay out of the Pikachu, Mm -hmm. the Pokeball? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. But they, they, they somehow bring that up almost every iteration. Just, just so you yeah. remember that. No, no, these Pokemon really love you. They, 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 they that's the thing about video games. I was trying to soften the blow. If they don't, <laughs> and and Monster Hunter doesn't want to tap into that. Yeah. Like you're skinning them for parts. Like it's, and it's sure yeah. humans do that for food and stuff. We kill animals for food, but like the way it's portrayed in this game is very barbaric. Um, yeah, but and the amount you, of stuff you get from those things is remarkably small considering their yeah. size. Like, let's you, go kill ten of yeah. these mudfish for three. Kill talons. something the size of a school bus, and you get two claws. Like, what? <laughs> what? What just happened here? Like, <sighs> what'd you do with the or rest two, of it? Or two what scales. happened to the yeah. rest of this thing? <laughs> I think they like to imply that most of the monster is used, mm. um, but <laughs> it's still like I feel like there's some interesting like biological things they could get into, but that's not the game they want to make. They want it to be very lighthearted. And um, actually, later on in the story, Morgan, um. They they do talk a bit more about the oncology and um, kind of like the the predator and prey uh, situation in that game and the apex predators and whatnot and um, they also talk about certain areas uh, that you explore as kind of like part of this bigger um, environment <laughs> and bigger e- ecology in the game I like the rotten veils where pretty much all the animals go to die or <laughs> anything that's about to die goes there. Um, uh, yeah. What are you laughing about, Josh? No, no, that was a great point, but sorry, I just, I've been laughing ever since you said they got into the oncology a, a lot more near the end of the game. These these dragons have cancer fish? Are these... <laughs> are they... <laughs> I mean, you mean are, are they going through chemotherapy? What's e- what's ecology? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's what's oncology? Un- oncology is the the study of tumors and cancer. Wow! <laughs> I gotta go play wow. this game now. I gotta go play this. This sounds incredible. There's, t- there's tumors in that okay. Diablo's head. You gotta break them. All right. Open it was- <laughs> Actually, carve it out. You know what? In all seriousness, fish, um, and to anyone with Google. That does the oncology side of it does explain the mouth of uh, poor Devil Joe 
Right? He looks like he is. That's a, that's a nasty looking fucking mouth, man. Ugh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anyways, um, that stuff is interesting to me as a nerd. That's why I was like about Pokemon. Is they they were like always thin on story, but they would delve into like the e- the ecological aspects of the world. I wish like Monster Hunter had a little more of that. Um. But I only played like 30 hours and like, I'll, I'll give you credit. Like one funny thing is everyone who plays this game, some people are like, I played 90 hours. Some people are like, oh, oh, you have to play 130 hours. Oh no, 200 hours before you, re-. like Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. I'm just as surprised as you actually. Like me, I mean, it's a shame that Destiny 2 doesn't tell you outright how many hours you played. I'm sure I've played more hours in Destiny 2 than in Monster Hunter Worlds, but um, seeing that, seeing a hundred and like fifty hours that I've put into Monster Hunter Worlds, I'm just like, I'm kind of stunned that I'm still having that much fun and I've spent that much time in this game. Yeah, and feel like I'm still getting, still having a lot of fun with it, which I'm, I'm sure is for a lot of people surprising. But um, yeah, uh, it, it seems like a simple game at first, like, and it's built kind of in a simple way of just hunting down monsters collecting their parts and crafting gear and just going through that simple cycle but it, it's surprisingly fun yeah all right well yeah, that is what it is um and that's your monster hunter minute several minutes of the week so yeah thank you devil joe stuck his pickle body he just stuck his pickle in my podcast and and i had mm-hmm. to give him some acknowledgement so um but anyways, it's been a long show. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, so if you're enjoying the podcast, you definitely got a big one this week. Even though Shay wasn't here, we still managed to ramble on for 100 hours in the way that we know how best. Um, anyways, as usual, I want to thank everyone for their continued support. I'm going to try and get that video of Fish eating that spicy banana up next week, among other things. It's going to be a fun week. New content, new shows. So many cool games to play from Sea of Thieves to A Way Out to fucking Far Cry 5, I think, releases next week. It's, it's, it's a beautiful time right now. So thanks for checking out the show as usual. And we will be back next week. <laughs>